right. Welcome to this broadcast belongs to them. Hi, everybody. Holy Hello. shit, there's a lot of people here. What the hell we What's got up? here? We got Ralph Vieira. We got Greg. Lisa. We got two new people here. Will Carroll from Death Angel. What's yeah. up, Will? Hello. Hello. And Mr. Old Man Metal himself. What's going on? How are y'all doing tonight? We're doing good. Good, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. Thanks very much. It's a full house. I came. I, this is the most people we've ever had on one show. I was going to say, have you ever done six before? That's a uh, on our regular show. I think yeah, I think we did like maybe seven or eight people. Sixteen <laughs> invitations. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But uh, yeah, so welcome, Will Carroll, and um, thanks for joining the show. And uh, I, I guess we were talking a little bit uh, before. You you actually had COVID. Oh yeah. Yeah, so the worst possible way. Yeah, so obviously you're okay now, but how was that going through that? Uh, it was a walk in the park. No, (laughs) (laughs) it was it was pretty rough. Uh, luckily I don't have any uh lasting effects. Uh, My lungs are okay, Mm. and uh, my heart's okay. I I, when I first got out of the coma, I was in a coma for twelve days, uh, medically induced coma. But when I got out of the coma, uh, my heart took some damage. Uh, I had heart failure, so that was why I had to worry about after. But mm. uh, my heart recovered 100. percent So wow, I'm, I'm lucky. Never. Oh lucky. yeah, yeah. Right. It's yeah, all that man. drumming, man. It's all that heavy drumming. <laughs> yeah. <all> yeah, man. But <laughs> <laughs> my body's conditioned for for endurance, I suppose. Uh-huh. That that ultra violent drumming. What's that? I wait, said wait. that ultra-violent drumming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ultra-violence drumming. Yeah. Um, when you came back, I mean, you know, everybody knew, Will, you know, has got corona. But then soon after, like, the weeks go by, Chuck Billy got it, Greg Hall. Uh, yeah. Like, everybody got it, like, a couple weeks after. You, you were the first one to get it out of that tour, you know, because they were all on tour together. What was it? Exodus, Testament, and Death Angel, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, actually, the first person who got it was Rob Kavastani. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. yeah that's. I. I mean, I'm. I'm definitely not pointing fingers where I got it, but it's possible I got it from him because we were on the same bus together. Uh, mm. But who knows? You know. But Rob was uh, sick before I was. Like maybe a week before I was, he was sick. Oh, really I sick. Didn't know that. Um, yeah. And just like like heading home. I, that's when I started feeling ill. It was like on the on the trip home, and when we got to uh, San Francisco airport, uh, Rob was like in the throes of it. He was like right in the middle of the sickness, and I was just coming down with it. But we were both worried about making it back into into the the country or back into a, mm-hmm. our 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 home, you know. So it was lucky that people working at the airport were Death Angel fans, and they knew who we were, and they just they didn't really like. They were. They didn't have such a keen eye on how shitty we looked. <laughs> <laughs> well, glad to hear that you made it out and everything. Everything seems yeah. to be okay for now. So yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. So good luck and everything. And what's going on with Death Angel? I know you just put out an album not too long ago. Uh, yeah, the album's a little over a year old. I mean, obviously our touring cycle got stunted, you know, right. like everyone else's. So. When touring commences, whenever that may be, uh, I'm not sure if we're going to still be promoting this album. Because we only did two tours for it, and we had at least, hold on, excuse me, and we had at least three more tours planned. So, um, 
It just depends on how long this is going to last, you know. But in the meantime, Rob is sending me new music. He sent me a couple of songs, and they're ripping. They're killer thrash tunes, so uh, I've been working on those. And uh, we have a couple of announcements coming up. Nothing I can talk about right now, but we have some things in the works. But, uh, yeah, right now we're just working on new material. All right, cool. cool. And, and their last album was nominated for a Grammy. That's right. Oh, shit, really? yep, that's wow. right. That's Good right. job. That's right. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. I myself would like to state I don't consider the Grammys an award at all. But No, no, but you didn't hear me properly, Greg. <laughs> you didn't hear me properly. You didn't hear me properly. I said they were nominated. If they would have won, that would have sucked. <laughs> <laughs> nominated is a badge of honor because you don't win. You're just nominated. So you don't get that trendy, stupid award that's run by dumb people that think Chetro Tall is metal. <laughs> Things have changed. Things have changed. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we actually went to the Grammys, and that was an interesting experience. But the, the funniest thing about it was the night before the Grammys, um, I went to the Whiskey to go see Bang Tango, and hmm. I got hammered at that show. And <laughs> I ended up sleeping through like maybe ninety percent of the Grammys. Like, <laughs> my fiance, nice. my fiance had to like nudge me when it was like two or three categories before our category was coming up. She's like, "Wake up, wake up!" It's like it's like in two categories. Get up. Yeah, so I was awake for that, but really for most of it, I was sleeping, especially the, the live performances. Uh, I, I could give the, I don't really care about any of the artists that performed that. Yeah, thing, yeah. You know? yeah. Well, I was, was still, it was up, fun, though. I'm going to stick up for the Grammys. I'm going to stick up for the uh, Recording Academy because that is just the cheesy tip of a really cool iceberg that is the recording Academy. And they've got an organization called music cares that has been helping musicians uh, through this crisis and distributing funds to musicians in need. They also uh, provide healthcare access to healthcare uh, testing for um, uh, illness and hearing, hearing loss and all kinds of stuff. So uh, Recording Academy and a, a lot of the awards, there's the Latin Grammys, there's the, the awards that don't take place on TV, you know, with all That's... the dancers and all that shit. There's a lot of cool stuff about the Recording Academy, but that ain't part of it. Right. <laughs> that, that's, so that's where it. our category lied. Uh, the, the metal category that's was right. a part with the the smaller categories, the ones that's that weren't right. televised totally. Mm -hmm. uh, no, I have nothing against the recording academy. I'm a member of the academy now. Yep. Um, but I was just hung over from Bang Tango. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, for your consideration. Uh -huh. <laughs> for your I got nothing against them either. <laughs> Oh I no! Just, like cutting on uh, awards like that. The but... awards are so cheesy. Yeah. It's so bad, so bad. And old man metal, we haven't heard from you yet. When's your next episode? What's going on? I'm actually working on that one right now. Um, I put out episodes probably a little bit more slowly than I should. Um, but I've got one that I've. It's uh, going to be uh, three hot sauce reviews back to back. And so I've basically to the point where I've just got to shoot those host segments and put it together. Um, did my first music video that I've ever done uh, wow. band uh, that I've been talking to. Let me use one of their songs. I'm not going to say who they are, 
um, because I got to have some surprise for the episode. But um, they let me use one of their songs, and I did my first music video that I'm really stoked about. And it's really low tech, and you know, not in professional by any means, but it's the first thing that I've done like that to where I've done a whole song. So it was really cool. So I'm hoping to get it pushed out in probably a couple of weeks. I mean, a, a year and a half I've done, like, I'm working on episode 10 right now, so I'm not a real <laughs> prolific producer, but everything I do is good, so, I mean, yeah. You know. Yeah, you do some really high-quality stuff there. And uh, what beer are you drinking? So that is a, an oatmeal stout from a brewery in South Carolina called Edmund's Oast, and they're in Charleston. They make really, really good beer, and that beer is called, um, I think it's called the Dark Stuff. Yeah, got a little devils dancing around on the label, some old looking artwork and it's only, um, 4.7%. So it's kind of a small stout, but it's got a really big flavor for no bigger than it is. It's, I think they had to have used like some, some peat smoked, um, malt because you can taste that peaty scotchy flavor in it. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty good. And it's not like I, I learned a long time ago doing pulp of the doom, not to drink the high gravity beers while I'm podcasting. Cause, um, live, I get a few beers in and get a little bit too loose. So, <laughs> try to drink the smaller stuff very cool awesome well we can't wait for the next episode yeah. so is everybody ready for king diamonds what ralph yes yeah i'm ready yes okay. you ready all right good great all right uh voodoo is the eighth studio album which was released in 1998 voodoo was the first album to feature drummer john luke hebert I think that's how you pronounce his last name. And the last to feature guitarist Herb Simonson and bassist Chris Estes. Estes. Uh, Voodoo is also one of the best-selling King Diamond albums. It peaked at number 27 in the Finnish charts, remaining four weeks in the top 40. and peaked at number 55 in Swedish charts, but remaining for just one week. So, here we go. Uh, starts off with... Nice, Louis. pussy. Yeah, what was that? Uh, <laughs> I'm waiting to see if mine puts in an appearance. I'm hoping she stays downstairs, but we'll see. Oh, uh, man. Wow. You know, you know I, I, I got to bring this up because Lisa just said cat butthole because it's one of the most <laughs> fucking ridiculous things I've ever seen on the internet. But it literally says, bedazzle your feline's butthole. And it's these little medallions you basically hang on your cat's tail to cover their asshole it's i, I, I can't believe idea. people buy this stuff though what we cat would what cat would even zoo. put up with that thank yeah. you <laughs> yeah. but we're in the age of zoom and skype and so you know cats like to climb up on their owner's lap and face them so every time i do a zoom call i see a cat butthole <laughs> somebody's cat so, so I think this bedazzle is a great idea. So it's indirectly a result of COVID is what you're saying. Yes, COVID. <laughs> the knock-on effects of COVID are just it's like one thing after another. <laughs> okay, enough. I'll show you. All right. All right. The album starts off with uh, Louisiana Darkness, just like an intro to the album, whatever. So then it k- kicks into the first song, Lower House. All right. Who wants to go first? I I'll will. Go, first. Oh. go ahead. I'll let Will go for it, man. Go ahead. Will's the uh, new guy here, so go ahead. Um, I was really excited when I first heard that album, when it first came out. Um, I didn't like Spider's Lullaby that much, and the graveyard was okay, but um, production-wise, I thought those two albums were kind of cheap-sounding compared to the earlier King Diamond stuff. Yeah. So when uh, Voodoo came out, I love the way it sounds. The drums Mm. sound really slamming. Um, 
and the drum beats are really killer too. I didn't really care for well, the eye is all a drum machine, and uh, Spider's Lullaby. I don't know, just the the drums weren't as interesting as Mickey D and stuff. So uh, the drumming on Voodoo is really killer, and just that first song, Low House, uh, reminds me of Abigail, kind of like it. It harks back to the older King Diamond style. And even the album cover reminds me of Abigail because of the color scheme, kind uh-huh. of. Yeah. So just the whole vibe of that first song and of the album uh, totally is like traditional King Diamond, a lot more than the Graveyard and Spider's Lullaby were, yeah. I think. Yeah. I'm actually going to correct you. The Eye was not a drum machine. <clears throat> Are you sure? I'm 100% yeah. sure. Positive. Triggers. Triggers. You know, I'm not too you know, sure. Uh, I'm HIV I'm, positive. I'm... <laughs> On YouTube, there's an interview with uh, King Diamond that they brought that up, and he got, like, really offended. He said, that's not... And it was Messiah from the Candlemas that brought it up to the interviewer. And King got pissed, and he's like, those are not drum machines. They were played on electronic pads, is what he said. They're triggers, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. but not... but, so that's uh, Snowy Shaw playing drums? Yeah. 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 We actually had him on, and yeah, we, we brought that up. So yeah, he definitely played on the pads. Wow. Okay. Yeah. For, I mean, I've, I've read that many times, that it was a drum machine. And it sounds like a drum machine, too. It know, does. Like, it does. But oh, well. There you go. I love the eye. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's good. Me it's too. just, it's hard to get used to that drum machine sound, because going from Mickey D and then to that, like, fake sounding thing, it's just, it's odd, you know? Yeah. He did, he, played, he did a good job, I think. You know, just can't tell it's really because of the, the pads. Uh, who else? Uh, Old Man Metal, you want to go? So I I agree with Will. I think uh, out of the latter half, the last six full-length albums that he did, Voodoo's probably my favorite. That or maybe Abigail, too. Um, I mostly prefer the first half of his solo output, but it is a really good-sounding album, and uh, the drums are one of the things that to me stick out about the album. And I think some of it probably has to do with the theme of the album. The theme is obviously voodoo. And there are some places where they use some, some obvious um, Tom beats that are, that are voodoo style beats, but they're also just throughout the different songs. There are some places where there's some really odd beats that you wouldn't normally hear um, some odd timing changes. So I think that's one of the neat things about the album to me is just that it's sort of the sound of the album fits what they're talking about, which I think Mm -hmm. King is pretty good about. You mentioned, uh, um, the eye, it got a lot of flack in the day for the production because the production is very, very f- dank and damp and flat sounding. But to me, it really does sound like it was recorded in a dungeon or, yeah. you know, somewhere where someone would be tortured. So yeah. I sort of always liked the production on the album, not for the production itself, but, but for what it sort of what it brought to the theme. But, uh, I think the, the lower house, I love the way the album opens with all the keys. And that's one of the distinctive things about King to me is the way he uses keys so effectively. Mm. So I, I think it's a it's a good opener. It's not my favorite song on the album, but yeah. Uh, well, I think it's a it's a good opening track. And off the bat, like like you guys have been mentioning the drums, I noticed the drums instantly, and I love the like the way that snare drum cracks. You know, it just like sounds totally. like the room. It sounds like the room that he recorded in. And uh, like you guys said too, the uh, compared to the previous two albums, this production on this is just great. Um, the guitar tones on this album are great, just, uh, even on the song, some good stuff. Um, also feel King's vocal performance is probably one of the best on this album. Um, and as far as, this, as far as this song, uh, some really cool double bass. I like that. And uh, I like how the chorus, where it slows down a little bit. And uh, just an all-around good song. I, I like this song. Great opener for me. Ralph? 
well, I, I want to touch upon real quick on Louisiana Darkness, because the very first time I bought this album and I put it on, when I first heard Louisiana Darkness, I thought, mm. oh, no, this is going to be as wacky as, as, as yeah. uh, Graveyard. Because, right. you know, King is sounding like, you know, that demented dude from the graveyard, you know? Yeah. But then it goes into Loa House, and man, this song rules. It's like the fastest song on this album, and you know, it's it's just a, an amazing song. And right off the bat, I thought, oh, I'm already liking this more than Graveyard. Yeah. And I don't mind Graveyard, by the way. I don't mind it, but but yeah. this album is light years better. Yeah. And starting with that song just told me, oh, this is going to be good. Just that song alone, and like uh, like. With the, with the old uh, metal masters there said, uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's my favorite of the later stuff. Yeah. It is. Me too. Yeah, Me too. too. Right on. Uh, Greg. Yeah, uh, this is my favorite of the later albums too. Unfortunately, <clears throat> I only had a chance to listen to it once before we did this, so I don't have a lot of specifics. But um, I I agree with you guys. The I, the whole band to me just sounds rejuvenated and refreshed here they really sound on like they did during abigail and them and all that and one of the biggest differences is the drums and the production here but they actually sound alive i mean there's things i like about the graveyard but they almost sound like they're on autopilot on that record and uh the, the production is really dingy and not my favorite, but this this is one of the best albums King ever did. It's got a great story. It, it's got that old Hammer horror film feel again that he kind of lost over the last two. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Lisa, I that that track, man, the Lower House. It's relentless. It's mm. relentless, and even though it does, it breaks down uh, to kind of a legato chorus, but then it comes right back in and just punches you in the face repeatedly yeah. it's kind of like painkillers that way you know it just yeah. doesn't doesn't let up and uh yeah the vocals are strong actually all the performances it just sounds strong right this album sounds strong the bass player sounds great the bass has actually got some presence and beef and the kick drums i am actually not crazy about the snare tone but i really? am i i i am like I have issues with snare tones. This is like my whole freaking <laughs> recording career is having issues with snare tones. I just think it's a bit too wet for my tastes. Right. But uh, but yeah, but the performances are that that the word strong comes to mind. Yep. Yeah, yeah I think so too. And you can tell it like everybody's been saying. As soon as the, that song starts, you just you know it's just a, you know Kicks better it. sounding album. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next song, Life After Death. Um, I'll go first. Uh, King's intro with the O's. Maybe I could have done without that. I don't, you know, it's cool, but he does it a, a little too much throughout the song. So by the end of it, I'm just like, all right, enough. You know, um, this song brings the album down a little bit with the tempo, but it's it's still it's a great song. I love the harpsichord. I really like the part where he says uh, shadows move, and then the music like speeds up and slows down. I really love that part a lot, and the slow chorus too. Really, really cool, catchy, catchy stuff. Good song. Ralph, oh, I, I love this, and I love those that that ah is in the beginning. It's so yeah. creepy. I, I like I the beginning, that. but then as it does it over and over again, like right. eh, especially at the end, it's like okay. <laughs> but but I love it, and I love uh, that solo has this uh, kind of creepy nightmare tone to it. Is the best way I can describe it. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, other than KK Downing, Andy LaRocca uses that whammy bar better than anybody in metal, oh, yeah. if you ask me. You know, the sound he gets from it on this song, what he does with it, it's unreal, man. He, he like, takes that whammy to another, another place I never heard before, you know? And I absolutely love this song. Life After uh, is, is really not one of my favorites on here, but I really, really like this song. Yeah. Um, Will? Oh, uh, it's my favorite song on the album, actually. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. Wow. And uh, I love the vocal intro. It caught my ear immediately. I remember uh, uh, riding in my friend's car down in Southern California. I bought the CD down in Southern California, and we're in this car, and I put it in. And when that song started, he goes, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> and I knew, I knew that King was on the song. So uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I like that song. It's really over the top and obnoxious with the vocals. The, uh, uh, I, I love it. I just think it's, it's the, the king to the max. Um, and I like how the song's laid back and uh, just kind of saunters along and just tells the story very slowly and methodically i i dig it i dig it all right good one lisa well you know yeah i like the mid-tempo and it's a it's a classic kind of a king thing i like the layered parts and i love that intro i think it's great it's really clever um great bass playing great guitar playing uh, the issue with me, though, and I have the same issue with a lot of the songs on this album, like I was talking to Wayne before, this is not my one of my favorite right. King King albums, because I'm, a, I'm really into the hooks, the songs, like the, the songs on time were so memorable, you know, it's just this song, this song and some others, the kind of meanders, it goes cool places. But late at, later on, I'm not going. Yeah, I got that hook, you know. Yeah. So, I, I can hear that a little bit, but you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Old man metal. <laughs> I'm a. I'm going to agree with Lisa. Uh, to me, it's a not that it's a bad song, and I think it's a good. It's a good tempo shift, a good buffer or changeover between the lower house and voodoo that it leads into. But it's a. It's it's not my favorite song. I'd say the the vocals we're talking about only King Diamond could get away with vocals like that and make them sound good <laughs> and make them sound interesting. I think if any other vocalist, maybe I don't know, maybe Rob Halford could, but that's his just the way he uses his voice. I think out of anyone else, that would annoy me more than it probably does. But um, it's a it's a it's a solid track. But you know, like I think like Lisa said, there's not really any hooks to it and. That's sort of one of the wonderful things about King Diamond to me is it's it's just solid metal, but it's got the hooks too. Yeah, mm-hmm. Greg, I like it. It's creepy. I like the repeated <laughs> vocals. Kind of gives it a highlight, but um, yeah, it furthers the story real well, and I like it a lot. But it's not like a song I'd pick out to put on a compilation for somebody. I kind of need to hear this one in context. Okay. But I think it does its job very well. It's very creepy. Actually, uh, I forgot to mention something. I'm surprised you didn't mention this, Ralph. In, in the, one of the lyrics oh. says... Uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no. I was thinking of another song coming up. Oh, no, in this song it says, Madam Sarita having a snake in her. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did that escape me? I don't know. I was, My juvenile mind. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? 
Mm, yeah, what does that mean, right? <laughs> I'm clueless. Uh, track four, Voodoo. Uh, old Man Metal, let you go. Second favorite song on the album. Um, I think the it's one of probably the defining songs on the album, number one, because it's the title track and it should be, right. but the the use of the 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 voodoo style toms, the actual little tom drums um to drive it is just it's it's a defining characteristic of the song and it's sort of a to me a defining characteristic of the feel of the album. Right. Um it's it's an uh, an absolutely fantastic song, obviously lyrically and in terms of the in terms of the story, but of the the tempo of the song um and just uh it's it's one of the ones that i think does have some um have some things that draws me in maybe a little bit more so like i said i'd, I'd say that's my probably second favorite song off the album and it's got the the dime bag lead work so right it's yeah. always something yeah uh ralph uh this song is the only song i ever seen him perform live because i didn't see this tour i saw the house of god tour and it was still in the set list um <laughs> I love it. I think um, the the tribal drums is so different for a King Diamond song. Right. Uh, you know those sounds. Uh, uh, you know, and also, man, those sounds King makes during it, like that. Uh, you know, those weird, <laughs> yeah, those yeah. weird things. It, it just makes it. It just makes it even better. You know, and the uh, and all that shit. You yeah. know, I always welcome when King does those weird sound effects in songs. Right. And yeah, the guest solo by Dimebag Daryl is just the icing on the cake, the way he rips at the end. It's phenomenal. One of my favorite songs. Yeah. Yeah, that's, why, that's one thing I like about this album. He does do a lot more uh, characters with the with the vocals on this. Yes, there's a song coming up where he plays seven characters in one yeah. song, which is yep. awesome. Yep. Uh, Will? Uh, yeah, it's also my uh, second favorite song on the album. Uh, just rips. Uh, like the all the different elements, the tribal drumming, like you guys said. I did see this tour, and uh, it was the first tour he had done in a while, I think. I, he didn't, I don't remember him coming through the Bay Area for um, the Graveyard, definitely not for Spider's Lullaby, but yeah. I hadn't seen him in a while. So I saw him on the Voodoo tour, and uh, it was kick-ass. And they, yeah, when he played the song live, it just really, really was a highlight of the show. And I, I wish it was still in a set. I would love to still hear the song. Yeah, R- Ralph, um, do you remember which band was playing the House of God tour? Was it the band from House of God? I believe so. It might have been a different drummer who played. I can't remember his name, but he played in my friend's band, Agora, who's with Santiago. That was you know for a little while working with the guys from Cynic. I can't remember his name now. He's actually the drummer that's with him now. Oh, Matt Thompson. Yeah. Okay, Matt Thompson, yes. Yeah, he, okay. I think, yeah, I believe he was the drummer that night of uh, House of God, yes. Okay. Yeah, we were just doing an interview with him last night, and uh, he was. that's when he joined the band, was uh, in the middle of that tour. Actually, the yeah. whole, I think he said the whole band left, and then he joined, and then the, um, who else was in there? Oh, I guess whoever's in there now. That's when Hal Patino came back, and then also um, Mike Weed. Also, yeah. I got I to gotta bring up cool theatrics during his song, when he mm-hmm. played it live, because... Yeah. That girl that he has with him, yeah. not his wife, but that other girl, was Jody. like under a spell. Jody. Yeah, Jody was under a spell, and King was like doing stuff there. It was really yeah, was cool visually. Tour. I think that was her first tour. Yeah, and she's been with him ever since. She, she's wow. a good addition to the show. Oh yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, I love her. Totally. Well, good thing you mentioned Jody's that because cool. yeah, we got, I got to attach her interview to this this uh, album then. 
Um, Greg. This is my favorite song on the record. It's so dynamic, man. This is a fucking true King Diamond classic here. Is the, the voices and everything he does on it is amazing. The tribal drums here just give it so much character and drive it along. Very memorable, very good song. And first time I saw him was for House of God as well. And it was really cool to oh. see it live. Yeah, it must have been a cool show. Uh, Lisa? Well, uh, I think it's a cool song. It's got this boom chuck, and yes, it does have a beat, and you can dance to it. And I think he did have it in the la- last year. I think he had it in the set last year. I, I he had her come out, and he, she came out and danced to that song. I and, was thinking uh, that too, Lisa. I think he did I perform think he it did. on the last tour. Right? He did. It was the I think it was the only song from I Voodoo can... that he did. I can confirm he at least played it when he played St. Paul because my yeah. buddy went and he was fucking super stoked that they did voodoo. Yeah. <laughs> the thing thing is, man, that drum loop mm-hmm. sounds cool in the song, but by itself, it sounds like Fred Flintstone. Right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like starting up his car. I can't I can't take it. I can't, I can't take it. I wow. mean, it sounds like, you know, tapped out on a little Casio or something. <laughs> and, you know, just get a percussionist in there. You know, get an actual live, you know, African dude or something to do that. that just by itself, it was, oh, God, Fred's running down the hallway. You know, the hallway is like the same window that goes by. Yeah, yeah. same house goes by while they're driving down the street. Same and, house, yeah. street and house. You will never get that out of your head. I'm telling you. No, I won't. No, Actually, I'll, I'll never you forget always, it. You will always I'll, see Fred now. I'll, I'll, I'll just constantly picture him running out of the house while Wilma cuts the lawn to get to the backyard and smoke a Winston with Barney. <laughs> <laughs> Fred runs well, from Dino. I'm glad you did mention that, Lisa, because I kind of feel the same way. I didn't think about the, uh, the Flintstones thing, but um, I think those drums, they're too fast. You know, if you're going to do voodoo, why are you going to play those drums so fast? I mean, they would no, be going a, slow, you know? I, no, I no, no, that's a real beat. That's a real thing. It that just sounds too a real fast. Thing. It's a group of people could do that. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. But the thing is, you get some real percussionists instead of like, hey, let's make the drum machine do this, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just sounds... It does but sound, it's a great song. It, it sounds really small. It definitely right. sounds it like, sounds yeah, small. kind of cheap. But it yeah. blends in. It's all about the mix. It's yeah. all about how does it sound in the mix. So, but uh, I'm, I'm just never going to be able to hear it again without thinking of Fred Flintstone yeah. now. <laughs> that <laughs> never occurred to me before, but that's exactly what it sounds like. Either that or that Capio commercial. Capio. Uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to make a video with the Flintstone. Uh, <laughs> can we turn it into a Benetton ad? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but with the voodoo drums, I mean, you said you like it with the music. I almost kind of don't like it because it seems to, it because you're trying, you're focusing on that, and then you're trying to focus on a song. It's just like everything seems like it's going all over the place. That's the only thing I really don't like about it. So it's gross. You you really think so? Yeah, because th- you know, I, I, I didn't really notice it. It fits in, but like there's one part where it's just like boom, 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 and then the music's doing something else, and it's just like, all right, that really don't fit there. I thought it, just it was more complimentary there than anything. That's interesting. Maybe during some parts, but like during like a verse or something that it's in, it's just, I don't know, it's just weird to me. But I do like the song. I like the, it's a good chorus and everything, but um, 
It's it's still a good song. The Dime Bag Daryl uh, solo is really cool. Other than those those voodoo drums, that song's good. Uh, secret. Um, who hasn't went first? Lisa. Okay, I like this song. It's got a cool intro. My notes, I remember. And and finally, a hooky chorus. It's got oh, a nice you. hooky chorus. Thank you. I'm like, ah, oh, thank you. And the, and I like how he doubles the vocals. So he mm-hmm. you know sings it in octave, you know two two parts. And uh, yeah, it's got a cool intro, right? Like super blistering fast guitar picking, and the drums are really aggro. Um, yeah, and but I can't. I I'm not. I, I don't really dig that snare sound again. It's kind of bothering me. So, but uh, and there's also a spot. And now I know there's been some discussion about about the various drummers, but yeah. there's a spot. As someone who makes records. There's a spot that got missed in post, uh-huh. and it's a it's a clam uh-huh. by the drummer after the second chorus, and it's he's really late, and all they had to do was grab that little guy and nudge it over in the Pro Tools, <laughs> and it would have been all cleaned up. But that clam to me is like I hear it every time I've listened to that song. Hmm. I never caught on to that. I'm gonna. Have it's to... after. It's after the second chorus. It's one of those things that makes me go. Wow. But the song's great. The song's great. It's just sometimes. I mean, shit. Sometimes you miss that little dust bunny in the corner when you're <laughs> post production. So. Actually, what version did you listen to? Because this was also remastered. Um, well, remastering, they're not going to go through and edit. No, I, I wonder if there's, I wonder, maybe there could have been a mistake. No, I'm no. Gonna, I'm going to check both. Mastering is not going to change that. I know what you can do. Yeah, well, well, Andy, Andy LaRock could have put the button. Insane, but... yeah, well, not going to change that. It's, <laughs> I think it's it's just something that need, that that should have been, it, it's just a little clam that should have been cleaned up and yeah, clams happen. It's, it's, should, it's interesting. I'm, you should like see I said, my guitar heard. tracks. <laughs> my guitar <laughs> tracks are like chop, 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 chop. <laughs> uh, well, this is another favorite song of mine. Uh, I really like how this one starts really slow with that slow intro, and then it yeah. gets really thrashy. I like that a lot, which seems to be like the theme of this album. There's a lot of thrashy stuff in this album. Uh, one noticeable thing to me, as usual, is the chorus. Uh, King's vocals are very melodic. Oh, also, a really great drum work on this song, which is pretty much throughout the album. Uh, and a lot of changes, which kept the song very interesting for me. I like this one a lot. Um, Will. Is Will frozen? Oh, dude, he froze. I think he froze. Oh, wow. I thought he was just being pensive. <laughs> me too. Okay, Greg. <laughs> I like it. It's a good song. Um really can't say much more than you guys have already said, but it's definitely one of the thrashiest ones, and that's one of the things I like about this album, too. It uh, complements Daryl's guitar solo there real well. Cool. What should I do with Will here? Move from Cole and try calling him back? You got his name on there? Bleeding Priest. I'll try to remember that. Wayne Noon kicked out Bleeding Priest from the call. It's a tough gig. It is. 
all these drummers do this. They're either never on time, or they they uh, the the screen freezes. Only the drummers. Hmm. <laughs> You're all special in your own way. Uh, that didn't happen with Kim Rose, though. I don't think. Yeah, because I called him on the phone. Hello. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he back? I think he's there. Well, yeah. sorry about that. What happened? I went to go talk to you, and then you froze. <laughs> all right. You guys hear me, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't yeah. see. Can't see it at all. All right, hold on. I got it. I got it going. All right. <laughs> see me? Nope. <laughs> Sometimes it takes a second. I see two of you. There you go. Okay. Here okay. Oh, sorry about that, go. guys. I'm, I'm totally yeah. sorry about that. <laughs> we we thought you were sitting there like very still, and we were just you know thinking you were just waiting. <laughs> I thought you were mesmerized by the conversation. No, no, <laughs> right. was, the, the last it was getting really interesting though. The last thing I heard was uh, you were saying that the after the second verse, there's a a, a late clam. Yeah. After, yeah, the yeah. Sec- after the second chorus. After the second chorus, you will okay. never not hear it again. I'm definitely gonna uh, check that out. Uh, I love that song, and the, the double bass is like some of the fastest that's ever been on a King Diamond song. Like, yeah. uh, it's pretty ripping. And, and like you said, the chorus is really catchy, too. Uh, probably the catchiest song on the album. Mm. Yep. Uh, old Man Metal. Well, the only thing I've got to add to what you all have already said is it's uh, off the album. It's uh, probably top five song for me, and I really like uh, what stands out to me the most is the the lead trades in the middle of the song, mm-hmm. just back and forth swapping the guitar leads, which obviously that's, you know, anyone who loves the music that we do loves a, a good back and forth trade the guitar leads back and forth. And yeah. uh, that was one of the things in the song that really stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely a great uh, guitar duo, you know. Definitely, yeah, uh, Ralph. Yeah, you guys pretty much covered everything. All I can say is that, you know, I love from the mid-tempo to the full speed metal. You know, the song is kind of like all over the place, but yet still on point, which I love about Merciful Fate a lot. And I think this has that, that uh, where it's different, different parts of a song that bleed together perfectly, which not a lot of bands can do. And mm-hmm. this song really captures the magic of what Merciful Fate was. And a lot of King Diamond songs are that way as well. But yeah. I love it. I love a, a sequence. Great tune. Cool. Greg. What? I already did it. You did? Yeah. And then we noticed Will was frozen. That's right. <laughs> Will confused me. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think we're calling the wrong guy, old man. <laughs> what are we doing today? What are we up to? Oh, there you go, band. You can Salem. You, go, you can call your new band Senility Strike. That's pretty rad. <laughs> <laughs> How do I kick somebody from a call again? <laughs> I will call. There we go. All right, Salem. Uh, Ralph. Um, this song has such a great buildup. Uh, I love the straightforward, you know, ness of the song. With some cool changes as well, and one uh, one of my favorites on here actually, you know, I think it'd probably be my second favorite. I just love the heavy melody of Andy's guitar. 
in this yeah. song. The melody r- riffs he does in solos. Uh, probably my second favorite. I know what my favorite is, but hmm. I think this may be my second favorite. I really like Salem a lot. Good song. Greg? Huh, that's interesting because this is another one where I like it a lot. I like how it builds the story, but it's not one of those ones that would really stand out as a a classic or something that would work out of context for me. I mean, I still like it a lot, but it's just kind of there. That's cool. Lisa? Yeah, man. I mean, it's got that classic king diamond thing going for it it's got that 12 8 thing going on uh i'm impressed with how <clears throat> smooth king is moving from his low register mm. to his high register that is really impressive that is really something and i like how it changes up you know the beat that was in that song halloween he mm-hmm. trying to changes up into that beat a few times in the song so yeah. That's good. It's got a great solo. Yeah, it's got a lot of change-ups and everything. But again, you know, the Salem is moving part is kind of cool, but it's not, there's not a hook. And it, it like, yeah, like you said, if it's out of context, then it it wouldn't seem to make sense by itself. It serves to move the story forward. Yeah, like uh, the build-up and all that is great, but it, if you didn't know the story, it would kind of seem like it almost builds up to nothing, really, <laughs> for me. Yeah. yeah, old man metal. I think uh, taken in context, it's a it's a good song, and uh, again, it's got some really fantastic lead work. Um, that's one of the things I like about it, and um. One of the cool things about this album to me is, and someone mentioned it earlier, King spends a lot of time singing the characters, which is one of the things that I've always loved about his work and and the way he uses that incredible voice and range that he's got. And Salem is a wonderful character for him to sing because you you can just, as he describes Salem and as you can see him, he's this big dude. And you Mm. know he's got this really, really low, sinister, slow voice and when King starts doing some of the singing, um, singing some of Salem's parts, I think that's uh, just a fantastic place for him to be just because of what he can do with his voice. So I think that's one of the other things about the song. And he sort of gets, does maybe a little bit more of that in the next song too. So, Well, Uh, it's one of my favorite songs on the album. I really dig the tempo. I love the drum beat itself. Playing slow double bass is really tricky just to keep it perfectly in time. And keep it smooth, and it sounds smooth. And uh, I actually think there's a lot of hooks, a lot of vocal hooks in that song. Just the verses, the at midnight, the like this, all, all that stuff yeah. is really catchy. I mm-hmm. think it's really catchy and memorable. Um, and yeah, it's one of the highlights of the album uh, for me. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is a good one. I like this one too. Uh, there's a part in the song around like the two minute mark. Where it reminds me a little bit of something from Spider's Lullaby. I don't know if it's like the way he sings it or the way maybe the guitars and, and stuff are, but it just reminds me of Spider's Lullaby. Mm. And strangely enough, there's actually a spider in a web on the bottom corner of the album. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Mm. So, little tie in there, maybe. Uh, so, yeah. Well, really cool yeah, song. you know, old houses have spiders. Well, it would be inside the house. Maybe in the window, if he would have put it in the window. But no, this is in the in the forest, in the woods. See? Maybe he was showing that the double bass was inspired by death. You know, they had a little spider hanging from the D. (laughs) (laughs) 
real death logo. Yes. Yeah, right. The right. only death logo yeah. as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> All right. Uh, one down, two to go. Actually, we have a lot more to go, but uh, <laughs> this song reminds me a bit of the intro to uh, A Visit from the Dead off a of Conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Like, it starts off kind of slow. It's a very similar feel. Uh, this is probably one of the best songs ever about breakfast since it talks about Salem's cooking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love how King screams, die, die. I love that part. It's like a really loud <laughs> scream that he does. Just how he's so animated about singing it, you know? It's just really cool. And uh, yeah, great song. You know, I just I just love how he's just very animated with a lot of things that he says in this. Um, Lisa. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's the best part. Die, die. Okay. It, it, this song is like a roller coaster because it starts out, it's all tra-la-la. It's so nice. You know, the birds are singing and and then it just starts slamming and kicks in high gear. And uh, yeah, the chorus is cool. Uh, the the vocal performance kicks ass. Um, it uh, is great, great solo. It breaks down into the intro again, so it just goes a lot of places. It's yeah, like I said, it's like a roller coaster ride, and uh, yeah, it's interesting. It 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 goes places, and it does some stuff. So I like it. <laughs> songs tend to do that. Yeah, yep. good songs tend to do that. So yeah, Will. I like this a good one. Cool. Will, uh, I love it. Um... There's no uh, low point on this album for me. I think all those songs are uh, up to par with each other. And, uh, yeah, songs like a steamroller, like she said. And um, uh, the the I mean, on this album, this song in particular, it's a good example of uh, some of his best storytelling. On some of his other albums, he tends to do, and then he said, and then she said, and I said. It gets a little too much. Now, this album... In this album, he gets into character really well, and uh, he's not doing too much of the the narrative, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ralph, this is my favorite song off the album. Really, you know, cool. and, you know, and also, if you would have played me the song, uh, the first those first notes, I would have never thought it was a King Diamond song until he comes in singing. Because mm-hmm. it's, again, it's so different, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, but when he comes in singing, yeah, it's, yeah, and I didn't think of Visit from the Dead. That's a good analogy um uh but you know by the first notes you know it's like the way he sings it beautiful but then when he goes into that you know that's metal throughout the song and man just that you used to be so beautiful but now you're gonna die i just love that man that's like to me that's hooky as hell you know that that sticks you know and then when when i'm listening to the song you know and that part comes in it just I don't know, man. It makes the fur come up on the arm, you know? Yeah. Uh, totally. I, absolutely, I also absolutely love it. And then, you know, now you're going to die. And then later, now you're going to die, die, die. And I love that <laughs> shit. Man. It's awesome. I love it. My favorite. Great, great dynamics. Album. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome yeah, dynamics. Greg. I absolutely love it. My favorite. Um, I really don't have anything to add other than it's probably my favorite <laughs> vocals he does on the whole album. Yeah. It's a great song. Yeah, definitely. Old man metal. My favorite song on the album, absolutely, and um, I, I think what Ralph said is is a, a large part of it. And you know, it starts off, and this is one of the things that 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 King does really well, and a lot of metal 
maybe does really well. And one of the things that I like is the contrast. It starts off, just like he says in the song, everything starts off beautiful. And then you hit the end of that first verse. And it's like when you get to the very top of the roller coaster and you're looking down and it just goes straight down as fast as it can. And I mean, lyrically, that's even what it sounds like, what his vocals sound like. Um, Absolutely fantastic song. And, and I think that that, the the back and the forth and the the even when he's singing the the chorus he used to be so beautiful but now you're going to die every time he does that it's like a small version of that contrast between the beautiful and the really ugly the really evil right and uh, uh you said that the hair stands up on your arms man absolutely that's just like king diamond at his best you know what he's just really good at yeah uh well you had your cut up before what's the cat's name uh obi Oh, is that the I'm Star Wars? I'm a Star Wars nut. Oh, and, I, and my other kitten, I, I got two of them. They're brothers. The other one's name is Pringles. Pringles? <laughs> <laughs> cool. Good name. Yeah. Uh, hey, are you a fan of Pringles? Uh, yeah, I, I eat them until I throw up sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's your Pringles well, of choice? Uh, the the cheddar cheese ones. I like those. I, yeah. I just bought those the other day. Yeah, yeah. they are good. Yeah, sometimes on tour, like just being drunk in the middle of the night, we'll pull up to a all night, uh, you know, a little AM PM or whatever gas station, and I, that's the only option is Pringles, and I'll I'll be starving, and I'll eat a whole can and and regret it. <laughs> Wayne, Wayne. Yes, yes. Wayne. Yes. That's- that's his weird thing. Oh, yeah, food that's right. Thing. There you go. I'm telling you, all drummers have right. some weird food thing. Okay. Maybe, maybe that's your weird food thing. Yeah, I've had it ever since I was a kid. I used to get Pringles <laughs> in, in, in my stocking for Christmas. And wow. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Best Christmas keeps ever. On giving. <laughs> Sponsorship, man. Sponsor the band. Well, they, they were back in the day like the premium potato chip because they were only the only potato chip that like didn't come in a bag where they all got crushed and there was dust at the yeah. bottom. So yeah, yeah, it's like a high class potato chip. Speaking of food, food products and Death Angel working together, a few years ago, um, Death Angel I, were on a Carl's Jr. commercial. I've I seen it. Yeah. So okay. So. They they showed that that commercial you know a few times I think during the Super Bowl maybe or something but like they showed it a few times and uh, Ted one night we're we're at a show I think we're at an obituary show you know, we're at the, the bar across the street I'm having a hell of a time whooping it up and Ted goes hey dude I got to talk to you about some Death Angel uh, business and I'm like oh, all right and, which was kind of out of character for him when when we're out having fun he never really talks about Death Angel stuff but he goes. Dude, Carl's Jr. contacted us, and they're going to buy you a, a brand new kit, like a, a huge fucking crazy kit. Wow. But but it's going to be yellow and red, and it's going to have the Carl's Jr. stars on the bass drum. Are you, are you cool? Yeah. <laughs> I, I go, he goes, are you cool with that? And I went, oh, man. And I was like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> and, and, and he was going, dude, it's a new drum set, man. I was like, well, you know, I mean, I was like, what are Mark saying? Does Mark know about this? I mean, I can imagine him not being 
too cool with like singing in front of a fucking Carlos Drunk Jr. drum set. You know, like, <laughs> I was like, really, Mark's on board? I can't believe it. And then he got a good laugh and told me it was all bullshit. But like, he had me going for like an hour. I was thinking about it for an hour going, I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, that is too funny. That's great. You know, I mean, Anyways. Ted, Ted, Ted kind of, I mean, I don't know him personally, but every time, you know, I dealt with him because, you know, I dealt with him to interview Mark. He always right. seemed to be like quiet and I, I don't see him as a jokey type, but I guess I don't know him that well. Uh, he actually, like the whole thing was out of character because he doesn't normally play jokes on me either. So that's why I believed it completely because it, it was coming from him. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh. Like if Mark, if Mark had said this to me, I would have been like, fuck you, dude. Like, like, <laughs> but, like, you know, Ted, I believe it. <laughs> I'll never forget, Will, when I saw it. I actually saw it on TV. And I'm like, wait a second. Is that the ultraviolence plan? Yeah, dude. I think I showed it. I think it first aired on New Year's Day a few years ago. Because I remember we were all at Ted's house. We had been partying all night. We stayed up all night and did ecstasy and stuff. And, uh, <laughs> and then we were all up in the morning waiting for the commercial to air. It was it was weird. I mean, it was weird for especially for Rob being that it's his song. I mean, I wasn't even in the band back then. So, but uh, yeah, it was a trip seeing that commercial. <laughs> I, I I swear it played during the Super Bowl because I know I saw it on TV. But I just remember being baked out of my mind. I'm like, holy shit, this fucking day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just, <laughs> It's a, it was a very strange marriage. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I thought about that afterwards. I was like, Carl's Jr., huh? That's interesting. <laughs> I mean, Mark would be caught dead eating Carl's Jr., okay? <laughs> hey, let me ask you, Will, would you be cool if it was Pringles on your drums? <laughs> just the just the guy's face the mask. yeah just the guy's face. right the, on the, the bass drum the only food product i'd have on my on my bass drums or on the lacquered on the kit would either be steakum because i love steakum yeah. <laughs> or magic shell i love magic oh, shell <laughs> <laughs> Magic shell is what you put on ice cream, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next song. Uh once you pop you can't stop. Will? <laughs> uh, no. uh Sending of Dead, next song. Uh Sending really of Dead. Yep. Uh really cool. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. All right, fine. I will. It's my show. A uh, really cool harpsichord yeah. in the background. Uh, I love the part where he sings, Let Me Tell You a Story, Madame, where the music picks up. Uh, some really evil-sounding guitar chords in there, uh, in that part. Um, oh, uh, evil guitar-sounding chords in that part where he says, uh, You better hold your tongue, Salem. Like, it gets, like, really heavy, real dark. I don't know what chords that is, but it's, like, you know, really heavy chords. Lisa, would you even know? Well, I don't know. There's some bluesy kind of riffs in here. Yeah. You know? Mm. I don't know. I have to listen to it again to know what you're talking about. All right, go ahead. We'll wait. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what you're talking about. Like, there's like a Voivody type of chord in there. Yeah, yeah. Like a, like a broken chord, yeah. yeah. Like a stacked chord. Because there's like stacked chords kind of like me throughout this record. I don't so know. In the vocals, in the guitars. Yeah. I just noticed some really 
evil sounding guitar tones in that song. Mm-hmm. So really cool song though. It's, it's another one of my favorites. Actually, I don't have a bad song on this album. Will, since I cut you off. Um, yeah, I think uh, there's some really cool uh, beat changes. The song fluctu- fluctuates really well, and there's a lot of variation on on the same theme, but it's really cool. Um, it's probably my least favorite song on the album, but I still love it. Like I said, uh, there's not a bad moment on this album. So, yeah, I'm cool with it. It's good. Yeah, good one. Uh, Lisa? Yeah, yeah, it's got it's got a lot of different changes in it. Again, a lot of dynamics. I mean, even like plays cross stick, you know, a couple times in this in this song. Uh, yeah, and it's got some bluesy riffs. There's a couple like uh, Sabbathy kind of sounding parts, and mm. you know, again, it's not something that to me is like the most memorable song, mm. but it is mm. interesting, and it's got some texture to it. So it's cool. I I, I like it. Yeah. Old man metal. I'll just add um, lyrically, it's sort of where you get to the 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 almost the not the final conflict, but you're on the precipice of the final conflict in terms of the story. You know, he's tried at first to kill them to get them out of the way, and that didn't work. Um, and so now they're you know they're telling him we don't we don't believe what you're telling us. He's tried to he's tried to kill him. That didn't work. He's tried to reason with him and say, hey, look at you guys can't do what you want to do. You can't shut this this cemetery down. And they're saying we're not going to listen to you essentially. And the you know then what's the next step? Well, you send the dead. You send the dead from the graves to torment them. So it's that's the thing that I would add is just from a from a story standpoint, it's an important part of the story. It's where you're on the precipice, looking down off the roller coaster again. So, another roller like, coaster on this album. Do you like roller coasters? That's a good question. Um, never, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't dislike it. never really was had a big heart on for theme parks, but I, I'm not scared of them. So, I, I guess I do if they're musical. <laughs> when was the last time you went on a roller coaster? Because they've oh. changed. They've changed over the yeah. years. They're, That's a good pretty, question, because it has been probably at least 15 years. They're pretty uh, horrifying now. Oh <laughs> they are. I was on one four years ago, and it was... You know, you know, the roller coaster I was on, they actually took a picture. This is when I was my ex-girlfriend. And yeah, yeah. The, the picture I have, it's like, I look so goofy on it. And I was like, <laughs> nobody will ever see this. <laughs> I have a I have a goofy yet horrified face on, on me on this on this picture. I have a really awesome picture of me on a roller coaster with Ted Aguilar once again. Uh, somehow we figured out where the camera was in the corkscrew. So I, I I'm, I'm doing the corkscrew and I'm flipping off the camera right <laughs> at the camera. And when, when you walk back out to look at your pictures and buy it, you know mine was blacked out because I'm doing the the, the finger. But they gave it to me. I bought it, and uh, I still have it somewhere. It's framed. It's a it's a really cool shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're quick on the censorship trigger there. Yeah, totally. I couldn't yeah. believe it. Wow. They got a middle finger detector. Yeah. yeah. It's an algorithm that detects the bird. Or have probably ever, a few other things that it could be. Have any of you ever been <laughs> uh, of a... Nah. I wouldn't really be shocked if Mickey was a fascist. <laughs> <laughs> Has any of you uh, ever been kicked out of a theme park? 
No. No. Wow. Uh, yeah, but probably not for the reasons you are. My my father has been. My father has been. I uh, down in Florida, there's the the big Water World right across the street from the Marvel Comics theme park um, in Orlando. Yeah. Uh, I was on tour. We had a day off, and we went to the water park, and they had this thing called Lazy River. And it's just a, a slow, like the slow jets, slow jets are pushing the water very lazily. And you sit like in, a, in an inner tube or whatever and just float down the river. And it goes around the whole circumference of the park. So it takes a good like 20 minutes to go around the whole park. You're just floating around. It, it's exactly what it, it lives up to its name, Lazy River. So what, on the final turn, when you're going back past the front of it where everyone's in line waiting to get on, you know, there's a huge blind spot right there. And so I was with uh, uh, my friends. I was like, hey, man, I'm going to pretend I drowned. So I'm going to lay face down and float. And so, yeah, I, I slowly floating and floating. And I just, and my friends got out of the water because I wanted to see what it looked like. And they said you could just see this big guy floating like in front of the line of all the kids, and everyone's going, "Oh, oh my god!" <laughs> and I just remember like like someone's hand grabbing my arm and pulling me out of the water, and they threw me out. <laughs> it was worth it. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Horrifying little kids is always a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my father got kicked out. He was, you know, that star game, the one with the gun, you shoot the star out. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he, he loves playing that game. And at one time he played it and he's, he shot the whole star out, but the guy running the game said, no, you didn't shoot it all out. So my father threatened to punch him in the face and kicked <laughs> out. Hey, I, I, I know somebody got kicked out of a kid rock concert. You have How to do used, that. How do you do that? Yeah, totally. For being too loud and obnoxious. At a kid rock concert. At a kid rock concert. Wow. wow. Oh I would think a uh, kid rock concert, the only thing you could get kicked out for is not date, date raping someone. Yeah. <laughs> I would think that if a doctor invited up on stage with him or something. <laughs> I, I feel like you can't get kicked out of a kid rock concert for being obnoxious. I mean, that kind of sounds like how you'd end up in the fourth dimension, man. That's just out there. I, I figured kid rock would be the first one kicked out of his concert for being obnoxious. <laughs> not even let it be in the first place. <laughs> I actually, I actually opened up for Kid Rock once. Uh, when I was, <laughs> okay, I never played in a rap metal band or any kind of shit like that. I was in the band Vicious Rumors. Yeah. And, oh, um, okay. and uh, Jeff Thorpe had some bizarre connections every now and then. Somehow he would pull a favor, and we'd get these miraculous gigs. So uh, Aerosmith. Run DMC and Kid Rock were, were on tour, and uh, they were coming through town. And then uh, Jam Master Jay dies like the week of the show or the week before the show. And they continue on with the tour without Run DMC. It's just Aerosmith Kid Rock. So they're using local bands everywhere they go to open. And somehow Jeff Thorpe was able to finagle us the opening slot. So we got the slot because Run DMC was off the bill. But it was just such a lopsided show. I mean, Vicious Rumors, Kid Rock, and Aerosmith. I mean, <laughs> none of those acts have anything to do with each other, you know? Yeah. Um, Not even close. Yeah, so, but after the show, um, I met this girl backstage, and, you know, we were getting to know each other, talking and stuff, and Kid Rock walked by, and she goes, oh, my God, 
that's Kid Rock. Come on, let's go meet him. I go, I don't want to meet him. I'm not a fan. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I don't want to fake uh, interest. You know, I just feel like a dick. You know, <laughs> but she, she, she pulled me over there and kind of forced me to meet him. And it turned out he was a really nice guy. So, but uh, yeah, that's my Kid Rock story. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa, I thought you were going to say the guy got kicked out because he was the only one that had a full set of teeth in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> well, my friend Harold, yeah, he's. Let's just say he's a loud talker. <laughs> All right, who did we leave off on? Uh, I think Ralph, right? Yeah, I didn't. Uh, Ralph. Sending, sending, uh, I think, sending I think, of death. Yes, sending yeah. of death. I think. So. I, I like it. it, it it's uh, you know. I like every song on the song. If I had to pick a least favorite, I would probably say this one. But I like this song because it's it's trippy. It, you know, it's got this trippy vibe to it, and I like the the spoken word. And I love when he says, "You know, I'll send you to find Sarah La- Lafayette." You know that part. Yeah. Uh, and of course, another stellar killer guitar solo. This mm-hmm. song is so good, and yet my least favorite, which is a sign that this album rules. Yeah. Totally, definitely, Greg. What song were we talking about again? Sending of Death. Oh, yeah. I love this song. It's real heavy, man. Uh really reminds me of, like, classic heavy metal. And Will, I believe, already beat me to the Voivod reference. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> line, but, um, <clears throat> yeah, great song. Could I get everybody? I think I, I think did, right? So. Yeah, I think I did. Uh, Sarah's Night. Uh, Ralph. Uh, this one, uh, have you guys ever seen the movie Salem's Lot? Love yes. it. Yeah. That movie is so awesome. Uh, you know, that, that main piece kind of reminds me of that, that I think they did that on purpose. Uh, listen to the, the Salem's Lot theme. It's kind of got that vibe and man, I love mm-hmm. this song and, and how demented King sounds alone with the, what, what is that? A harpsichord? Yeah. During, yeah. During this? Yeah, the part where he sings just alone with the harpsichord, it's pretty sick. Uh, and this is one of my favorites on here. Probably my third favorite. I, I actually really love this song. It's unique. Cool. I dig it. Cool. Old Man Metal. I think um, we were talking earlier about some of the vocal stuff, some of the vocalizations that King does that aren't singing. They're just gutturals and different sounds that he makes that he uses for um, for different characters or not for different characters, but just for things that characters are doing. And, and this song is like the, the aces of that, just in terms of his, his use of his voice, not to sing, but to do other things, to show, um, pain, to show the agony that she's going through the different, the different things that are being done to her. Um, I saw a, it's one of these videos vocal coach reacts to, they're all over the, mm. all over YouTube and it was a vocal coach reacting to King singing uh, Sleepless, Sleepless Nights Live, I think it was. Yeah. And at the end, he's doing the sounds where he's in pain and, and he sounds like he's sick. And she actually, for a second, got this look on her face like, oh, my God, is he OK? It, 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 <laughs> it really fooled her to think, oh, my God, he's having an attack oh, yeah. in the middle of this, this live thing. So I think that's sort of what what stands out to me about the song. It's a, uh, the the kinetics are really odd, but the, the just the, the way he shows some of what's going on just with his vocalizations is really just King Diamond. Yeah, Greg. Yeah, it's a great song. 
<laughs> I don't know, my back just killing me, man. <laughs> Lisa. Sit like this for a while. Well, you know, I, I can't remember which album it was. There was some stuff on there that, Wayne, you were going like, it's just too schlocky. It's so cheesy. It's so schlocky. So I'm almost on the fence with that because I love the schlockiness. I mean, the harpsichord is just really corny. And and he's like, I love it, though, when he does the women's, like a woman's voice that's being harmed. <laughs> and it's like, it reminds me, what was it, the trial? And he's like, I've never done any harm yes. to anyone. I don't believe this. I don't believe this. I love that shit. So it's like, I'm kind of like, oh my God, this is schlockorama. But it's like, why not? I mean, Salem's Lot, I mean, yeah, go for it. I mean, is this is just over, over, over the top. Yeah. But it's, but, you know, but it's cool because, you know, that's that's like you know that classic horror aesthetic, so right. so yeah. But I'm I'm still kind of on the fence. It's <laughs> like, is this is this too cheesy? I don't know, but but it but you know, it's cool. And yeah, his vocalizations. It's like very few human beings can just can even do these things right. right i mean it's 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 pretty incredible his range you right. know my husband can't stand it he he's like the band's good but you know <laughs> i always I, I torment him and walk around the house you know oh yeah, i remember one of, the, one of the videos you posted of you singing the king diamond thing and then he was like no uh it's the eye of the world he goes i've heard better <laughs> my funny, the funniest thing I ever heard about King Diamond was uh, my friend was playing King Diamond for the first time, and his dad walked by the room, and then he stopped and he goes, "What is that? A parakeet?" <laughs> <laughs> Death beat. Yeah. Will. Uh, yeah, I dig this tune. Uh, it's definitely the most. Uh, his vocals have the most personality on this song. And um, it's a solid track. The only thing that annoys me a little bit about this song is the ending, because he kind of borrows the same idea a lot, like where it's fading out and getting quieter and quieter, and then the big, right. big loud noise. <laughs> yeah. he, I, he did that on them, on the song yeah. them, yeah. and I think maybe a, some one of the on one of the later Fade albums they do that. But yeah, it's kind of a you know he's kind of borrowing the same idea. But other than that, it's a cool track. I dig it. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned uh, about you know borrowing things because I, I feel the same way too. Uh, I like the harps, harpsichords, which they fit really well, and um, it sounds a, very similar to the Merciful Fate time intro. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear that. Yeah, uh, and I like how King, like we all discussed about the different vocals that he uses, uh, and it remind at the very end there's like the little creatures talking in the background, mm -hmm. and that he does them almost exactly like something that came off of them. Yep, totally. The ending, yeah, the ending sounds like the song Them. Totally. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, he, he borrows stuff, but, you know, it's his shit, so. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> it's cool that he ties, you know, a lot of stuff in, so that's good. Uh, have, the... have any of you ever noticed that, uh, I'm sure you have, but 
Uh, okay, don't get me wrong. I love King Diamond. I'm actually a bigger King Diamond fan than a Merciful Fate fan. Scott, Scott, I know. Bless. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I'm gonna kick. I'm gonna kick Will off now. <laughs> um, you know, I'm I'm a huge fan. I'm such a huge fan that I feel like I can say this, but uh, I think uh, the formula. He's exhausted this formula he does, where he sings all the way up to the last second of the song. You know, every song yeah. is. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's trying to cram in as much story as possible. And <laughs> I, I just, I would love to hear a song that just has an ending riff and it fades out or a piece of music that, end, that ends on its own without him going, and then one more thing! Now that you are stuck with me, you better be my friend! Yeah, every song, if you think about it, every song since them or, or Conspiracy, like all of his later albums, he sings all the way up to the end. Every song, it drives me fucking crazy. <laughs> it's like Sab- Sabaton. Sabaton ends every song with Gilligook. Oh, yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> every fucking song. You mean on the album or live? I don't know about live, but I know a lot of a on lot the of album, songs. A lot of songs on the album, you know. <laughs> it's like a period on the end of the sentence. <laughs> well, well, I'm gonna kind of prove you wrong because the next song, The Exorcist, goes uh-huh. off in a fade, and he's not singing at the end. Ah, you're right. Okay. Okay. You proved me wrong so, twice. I got now. you on that one. Yes, I did. Uh, and actually, this is my favorite song off this album. What were you saying? Oh, I know. Go ahead. Yeah. My favorite song off of this album. I love this song. It actually kind of sounds a little power metal ish to me. I like how, it's, like how it starts off with the guitars and stuff. Um, guitar lines are just as catchy as the vocal lines. Some really cool lead guitars in throughout the song like in between the, the verses and stuff. Um, I love the end, which they do throughout the song, that, that uh, really creepy sounding part. I don't know what the hell you call that stuff, but it's just a really catchy song. One of my favorites off of this album. Probably the favorite song off of this album for me. Uh, Ralph. Oh, I like this one. This is the song that I think King does the most characters, the different yeah. voice of characters and stuff. Yep. And uh, and <clears throat> uh, my favorite is the, is the fade out when you hear those like, demon death metal type yeah, vocals yeah. at the end during the fade out i think that's so cool totally. it's like my favorite part but i, I yeah i dig the song the exorcist it's yeah, cool it's good. old man i love the song musically um one of the things that i love about king diamond and the, one of the things that first hooked me um and i'll point to to welcome home um the bass chug at the beginning uh-huh. In in conjunction, the way it works with the drums, that that type of chug that that he tends to use a lot, and this song sort of has that. It's there are places where it's it's really up tempo. Um, the the where, where he's on the phone saying you've got to you've got to you've got to put me through. Uh-huh. Um, just I, I like this song. I think musically is what I would point out about it. Just the, the things that he does musically in this song are the things that I really like about King Diamond. Yeah. Um, and, you know, more tormented vocalizations. So there's that's always a good yeah. thing, too. Yeah, real cool. Greg, I don't want to wake yes. you up. It's your turn. Oh, I'm awake. <laughs> oh, I, I know. <laughs> yeah. No, it's... Um... <clears throat> Love the love the vocals on here and all the different characters he does and the 
pretty fucking cool the way he switches back and like Ralph, my favorite parts at the end with the demon voices or the cast out spirits or whatever they are. It sounds awesome. Um, great guitar lines on here. Not really a fan of the power metal inflection to some of it, which as Wayne knows, I really don't care for power metal, but um, I don't think it's a bad song. I still really like it. There's not a bad song on this record like we've been saying. Yeah. Will, you know, I'm having a, a really hard time remembering this song. Uh, can can you hum a few <laughs> bars to me? Or, uh, <laughs> I, I can't remember how the song goes. I remember the the backwards those backwards voices at the end, right? Right. Well, I think it's like spirits. The, the, the guitars at the beginning sound like they're heralding the dragon. <laughs> yeah unfortunately i don't remember this song i mean I, 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 I like every song on the album so i'm sure i like it i just can't remember i'll play it for you one second here yeah yeah uh, huh. uh, uh, that's kind of funny i'm kind of surprised actually because i i really feel like this is one of the biggest areas on here where his uh vocals stand out the most just because of all the different shit yeah, he does that he crams into going. the song yeah yeah. This is the song that ends with the backwards demonic voices, right? Yeah. No, yeah. I think that's the next one. You think? Uh, yeah, that's the next one. Yeah, that is the next one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. don't, don't uh, let the algorithm find you. <laughs> 30 seconds, 30 seconds, we're good. Yeah, this is a, like probably on the, the bottom half of, of the album for me for favorite songs. Uh, it's kind of a forgettable tune. But uh, that's why I forgot about it. But as soon as you, <laughs> yeah. as soon as you play it, I remember it. Uh, yeah. The vocals are cool, though. I like the vocals on it. Yeah, I think it's a good song. Yeah, it's cool. Lisa? Well, what I think is the most clever thing about this song is that guitar uh, line. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things that King does, and, and in Merciful Fate as well, is they will put, have an intro that's in one key. And then, and then they'll start the verse, and it's in a different key. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes they'll move up a whole step, or they'll just, you know, like, you know, move a third, or just something that really kind of jars you out. But that, they repeat that same guitar line. It works in a different key. So they don't move that line. It's still, it's an ostinato. It's playing over, over a related key. So it's just really... It's really clever, and I hadn't noticed that before. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, they're not moving that thing. They add a different harmony to it. But, yeah, I think it, I think that was really cool. Again, it's, you know, not again, not one of my favorite songs in general, just because I want, I want a hook, man. I want a vocal hook. Is this, 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 this is all about storytelling. You know, these songs, for the most totally. part, they, they serve the stories and the characters, but there's not you know some kind of you know in in the moonlight kind of a hook right to it. yeah yeah yeah, yeah i, I agree totally yeah. yeah i mean honestly outside of the vocals if, if, if wayne hadn't mentioned that i wouldn't have really remembered the music much at all <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, uh what was that oh so yeah that's why i i forgot about it you know it's just, it's not the most grabbing song. God, unbelievable! My favorite song. I'm upset now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I liked it, Wayne. Yeah, I know. Just me and Ralph are the only good ones. I like it. 
No good music. I'm I'm finally right. I don't like you know you know Wayne's always right. <laughs> always. <laughs> uh, unclean spirit. Now on a lot of his albums, he's had a lot of like in between like um like interlude things or whatever, and I'm always not really too crazy about them. This thing I like. I love how it's got that. He's talking and doing that preaching thing or whatever he's doing, and then you got that demon in the background making all these weird noises, backward noises and all that stuff. It's just so cool. Um, and it's just really creepy with the backward things. And the uh, the one thing I'll never forget is uh, when I first got this album, I listened to it on headphones. Mm-hmm. And I must have, like, dozed off or something, like, in between one of these songs. And right at the end where he's doing the background thing, and then he starts doing that evil laugh, woke me right the hell up and scared the shit out of me. <laughs> no doubt. Really creepy part in this album. Uh, Will. Uh, I dig this track. I um I like all of his uh, narrative segues on his albums. That's why I love that uh, compilation album, The Dark Side, so much. Because it had the mm. phone call. And it, had, like, it was just all like, it was a, all of his segues on one album, kind of. It yeah. was pretty cool. Um, I think they're done well. It's like listening to a movie. So uh, I think it's awesome. I think it's creepy. And yeah, the, the backwards masking at the end is uh, really killer i actually i used to know what he says there too uh i read i read i read what, what he actually says backwards but i can't remember what it it's, is it's the same thing that he's saying in the beginning of the uh song okay it's, it's just backwards yeah okay uh ralph just uh, just a quick note wayne has heard it you want to hear something bizarre uh, will yeah I, I did a cover of phone call what really <laughs> Yeah, in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, me and my friend, he played grandma, and I was yelling at her, saying bad words in Spanish, like, stop fucking with me, grandma. You know? yeah. Did you have, like, did you have the wind and the rain in the background? Yeah, we had the whole thing. The whole thing. I sent it to, I sent it to Wayne. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So you got mad, and then the thing goes, and then and you go, like, punta or something, whatever the hell you say. It was yeah, just, like, you know, I say at the end, I say, punta, which means whore. <laughs> and then I say in Spanish, I say, it's starting all over again. I in Spanish. I remember buying the, the Dark Side at, a, at this record store called uh, Musicland. I don't know if it was a nationwide thing, but they had them all over the West Coast. And uh, I, the fucking guy who rang me up looked at the cover and goes, Oh, is this guy a wrestler? Oh, the fuck? <laughs> 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 The ultimate warrior. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, uh, Ralph, I think you were. Okay, uh, uh, unclean spirit. It's pretty much what it is. It's it's a little keyboard instrumental of an exorcism going on. Yeah, yeah. And, and all that stuff that's said backwards. If you listen to the CD after the last little talk, that what what is it? If the only new, mm-hmm. um, seven minutes of silence. And then they bring this song back backwards, so right. you can yeah. hear everything that's being said on the CD version. I'm not sure. If the, uh, no, the vinyl version doesn't have it. But, so, you're uh, saying, so you're saying it's a ghost track at the end, yeah? It's a ghost track at the end, and it's the same track but played backwards. I didn't. I never noticed that. Whoa. So yeah, so you can hear what's being said backwards. Yeah, it's, cool. it's, 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 it's and also, and also, I mean, it's quite obvious that you keep saying the Christ, the power of Christ compels you. You know, which is, you know, a ripoff of The Exorcist, which is right. just pretty much an exorcism, you know, to keyboards. That's what it is, a little exorcism. Nobody noticed I had the wrong album up there the whole time. 
There you go. And it's called Aftermath, by the way, the, tr- the hidden track. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah. Lisa. Well, it's, again, it's like, is it is it too schlocky? I don't know. I guess it's the the music. It's it sounds like circus music to me. Yeah. Which is you know I'm for glad someone I'm not alone. For someone who <laughs> likes Ghost and Avatar, it's like for me to complain about circus music, you know, and <laughs> and it's just, and the demon noises. It's just like over over the top, you know. But then again, it's like that Vincent Price movie thing, you know. I remember when I was a kid, I saw a 3D. Vincent Price movie, and it's like you know, circus performers and some guy with a ping pong ball on a paddle going boing, boing, boing. <laughs> the camera, you know, like wow, ah, monster jumps out of you, ah, you know. So, you know, in that light, I will say, okay, I, I can deal with it, but yeah, it's just the keyboard sound, it just sounds. You know, I don't know. Sounds Yama, like an evil Yamaha, cat. huh? An it, evil Goliath. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. It does sound kind of cheap, like like a a, a Casio or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Old man, I think in in the context it works. Um, it's uh, you know, like y'all have said, it's one of those things that it's a story piece. It's there for the story. Um, I will say anytime you throw backwards masking in and it's really obvious, I sort of like that just because of all the bullshit that we had to listen to back in the day about backwards masking and all the, ooh, they hid this and they hid that. I always like it when someone says, fuck it, and just plays it backwards and it's sort of, you know, yeah, that's backwards masking. That's what it sounds like. So. Yeah, no, I like it. It, it, uh, it serves the story really well, but um, it is almost like Roger Corman level. Schlock. Schlock. It's it's yeah. it's mostly because of the keyboards. Um, this is really the only area on the album where I was like, eh, maybe they kind of should have done it differently. But it's it's an exorcism, you know, and it's King Diamond, so it works. Yeah. Real quick, I want to bring up the greatest ma- uh, backward masking ever it was on Feel the Fire, the very first Overkill album. <laughs> the the way it ends, there's a little backward masking. Now, if you play it backwards, it says, there's no message here. You're going to ruin your needle, asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's funny because uh, uh, on the original pressing of uh, Digital Dictator by Vicious Rumors, at the end of the album, there's a backwards message. And when you play it backwards, it says, be nice to your mom and dad. Don't use drugs. And, and, and you're ruining your, your record needle. <laughs> so, yeah, that's awesome. I have that, by the way. Uh, I have the original pressing, which I bought from uh, Thorpe uh, the last time they came here, like two years ago. He had a stack of original pressings. So, cool. so you've heard that? So, so you've heard the backwards message at the end? Yes, right? yes, I did. I, I just never got around to ruining my needle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there is a venom. I, I don't think it's an album. I think it's an EP. I can't remember now. It's been so long. But at the end of it, Kronos is saying something that's clearly backwards. And when you play the record backwards, it says, you will like this album. You will tell a friend. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Well, final, final song, Cross of Baron Semity. Uh Decent song. I like the slower verses the most in the song. The way King sings them is very melodic, really cool. 
not my favorite track off this album, probably my least favorite track on this whole thing. Uh, and I think uh, it left the album a little bit flat. But seeing how it, uh, the rest of the album's good, I'm I'm fine with it. It's a it's a it's a decent ending to the album. Uh, old man metal. Um, I think that it, you know, maybe it's a bit up tempo. You've come out of the the whole exorcism thing and the and the transitional track, the unclean spirit. So, you know, it's it's not my least favorite song on the album. It's not my most favorite song on the album. But uh, I think it's a uh, you know, maybe a decent enough way to end it up, and then you know you've got the all the stuff at the end. Um, so it's sort of really not the end of the album, anyhow. Right. Um, Music wise, the 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 chorus is is got a pretty rocking little beat. Um, I think I think music wise, it's probably like I said, it's not my least favorite album. It's not my or least favorite song. Not my most favorite. Yeah. Um, definitely not my least favorite. Though, so. yeah. Greg. Um, yeah, this one is a little bit more up tempo, but I like it. And I kind of like what that, uh, that symbolizes there, you know, kind of the light at the end of the dark. It actually reminds me a lot. I'm going to make a weird comparison here, but, um, a Blue Oyster Cult's first album, you know, the whole, the whole first album is kind of really almost a dark acid trip that takes you on this journey. And then it ends with Redeemed, which is just this ridiculously upbeat poppy song that says everything's all right and this is kind of like that it's not it's not my favorite but i do think it's a good song and i think it ends the album really well well this is an odd album for him sort of in that it ends in a tie you know Mm -hmm. and no one dies necessarily always end in a tie and he even makes a sort of a point at it at the end that you know we're safe from them they're (laughs) safe from us no one got killed it's that ending is kind of odd for a King Diamond album. I've always felt like, just from the from a story standpoint. Yeah, no, you know, evil baby haunts you forever, and yeah, you know, yeah. So and he even mentions that the, the about the baby in the story. It's not, it's yeah. not like Abigail. So yeah, Lisa. Yeah, you know, there's a lot going on. Uh, it actually kind of starts out like a rock ballad almost. Uh, it's kind of mellow in the beginning. It's got some great bass work in there. And then when it starts right, it gets this dirt, dirt, dirt kind of a bass tone. It's got some bluesy riffs in it, which I appreciate. Um, but yeah, again, it's not one of these songs that, you know, that I'm going to remember. You know, that's I'm looking for my hooks and I'm not getting my well, hooks. Last song on the album, and you're not going to get one after this. And I'm not going to get one. No, sorry. Next time, Ralph. I think this song is as beautiful as a foot. That one's going out to Greg. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> hey, um, man, I didn't believe it when I bit into her face. It tasted just like a fallen arch. There you go. That song rules. Um, uh, what I like the the most about this song is Andy. I think Andy's the VIP on this tune. I love his guitar work on this song. Yeah, it wouldn't be like one of my favorites off here, but I, I think it's a really good closer, and uh, it's just solid. And I just love what uh, Andy's t- totally the VIP on this tune. That's what sticks out the most uh, to me on this song is the guitar work. Nice. It's very inventive. Yeah, definitely. Will? Um... I think the album kind of ends a little flat uh, uh, for such a dynamic album and a great sounding <laughs> album and heavy, heavy, really heavy, like heavier than 
the graveyard and Spiral's Lullaby, to end it on such a almost pleasant note was kind of disappointing to me. Um, I do like the song. I mean, it's a good good track, but uh, for the last song of the album, I was a little, little taken aback <laughs> by it. Oh, yeah. You just need something to end that story. Just, you know, make it better. But hey. Yeah. Yeah, the, the two of the drummers in this show both agree. <laughs> We're both right. But uh, the other two songs, they're not really songs, just uh, finishing up the story, if they only knew, and the aftermath thing, which we talked about uh, after that. So, as a whole, what do we feel about this album, Will? Uh, if you rank it from one to ten. Oh, definitely uh, an eight. Okay, cool. I am going to give it an eight as well. I think so. Deserves an eight. Uh, old Man? I could get behind eight. Um, like I said, out of the, the second half of his, his solo career, it's it's my favorite out of those six. Totally. Um, I, I could go with eight. Yeah. Lisa? I don't know. I'm going to go with a seven. It's not my favorite album. You know, it sounds great. <clears throat> Sonically, it's great. It's interesting. But I want my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph? I give it an eight point five, but but you know what I would give a ten to? What's that? Right there. Ah, yeah. for your for your consideration. <laughs> <laughs> Available now. Greg, I give it an eight and a half as well. Cool. It's my right. favorite record of his later period. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Well, that's it. So uh, after this, Aww. we're going to be uh, doing our little interview with Jody. So please enjoy that. She plays Grandma and all the other characters that, you know, go through uh, King Diamond's story. So really cool interview we did with her a while back. But uh, enjoy and that. She, and she cool. actually vends art shows with my girlfriend, I found out. Oh, really? About a month ago. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Because mm-hmm. cool. she, she said she was going to talk to her, and I was like, wait. That's cool. Awesome. All right, uh, Will, where can people find you if they want to add you to Facebook, or do you even have it, or what? Yeah, I'm on Facebook, uh, just Will Carroll. Um, Will, you got a radio show, too. Oh, yeah, right, huh? I should probably, hey, yeah, you should, you should be my PR guy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> what's the radio show? Oh, yeah, uh, everybody should check out Will and Ralph doing the ranking of the Judas Priest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very interesting. On the Vieira so, Vault, and he's yeah. coming back. You're coming back for another discography we haven't figured out which uh, band yet, but tell them where you can hear your radio show, Will. Yeah. Uh, it's on this uh, heavy metal radio service called Gimme Radio or Gimme Metal, and uh, it's a 24-hour free heavy metal radio station, and it has lots of uh, guest DJs constantly, and David Stain has a regular show. I have a regular show every Monday at uh, 2 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, my show is called The Fool Metal Jacket, F-O-O-L, The Fool Metal Jacket. And uh, I, I have a lot of themes for my shows. Like uh, uh, next uh, next week's going to be uh, Jump the Shark Part 2. So I'm playing just some of the worst metal songs ever. And, oh, and, man. And, 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 <laughs> so uh, I definitely put The Fool in The Fool Metal Jacket. So I, it's not too cool. serious. I like to have fun with it. Um, so like this, what this day, Monday's what, what day and time is it on? It's on Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Like this Monday's show is a 
tribute to Chuck Schuldner. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's it's free, so get the app. You can put it on your phone or whatever. And yeah. also, being uh, Will's PR guy, he was in a Merciful Fate cover band. I was. Oh, really? uh, Hail it was Satan. Hail Satan. Oh, um, cool. It was awesome, dude. Uh, actually, on the House of God tour, after their show, after King Diamond's show, we were playing an after party at this metal club called Lucifer's Hammer. And uh, Hal Patino showed up. Uh, Mike Weed. Was Mike Weed in the band at the time? Yeah, Mike Weed. Jody. That's when I first met Jody. But uh, Hal Patino and Mike Weed came on stage and did Come to the Sabbath with us. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that was a hell of a fun band. I mean, we used to open with Burning the Cross, and we did all kinds of uh, weird tracks. And uh, we actually got kind of popular in the Bay Area. Like, uh, we opened for Exodus once. That was weird. They had a fucking tribute band opening for them. But we we opened for Exodus. Yeah, that was hella fun. Hella fun. Right on. (laughs) Any other things that, uh, any other bands that you're doing besides Death Angel or Death Angel? Uh, no, right now I'm uh, doing pre-production, like just working out all the drum beats and pre- practicing to a click track for a, a recording I'm doing with Matt Harvey from Exhumed. Uh, we had a band uh, before I was in Death Angel, and when he was out of Exhumed for a while, we had a thrash band called Scarecrow, like in 2007, 2008, 2009. Um, and we wrote a bunch of great songs together. It's like Injustice for All era type of Metallica stuff. And uh, we never did anything with them. And it's been sitting around for like 12 years now. So now that we all have downtime, unfortunately, and Exhumed Cantor and Death Angel Cantor, uh, we're going to record an album. So in October, I'm going down to Southern California to do, uh, to do that. So that's what I'm working on right now. Awesome. Real cool. Old yeah. Man Metal? Oldmanmetal.com. You can find everything I've done one way or another from there. So that's the simple way. Really cool. And you can also find your show on our network, Rat Salad Absolutely. Review. Absolutely. Rat Salad Review. Yeah. Uh, Lisa. Yeah, yes. For your Grammy consideration. <laughs> it's, it's, in, it's, it's entered in round one. I'm serious. So uh, there's that. And then, oddly enough, in my blues career, I actually released a blues slash Americana album. There's a song... It's actually kind of an AM gold kind of a song. It's a little countrified, a little country kind of blues. And it's called Old Girl. And it's a song that I wrote while I was making The Poisoner. And it's, it's, it's this feeling that I had because there's a line that says, feels like I'm starting out brand new. And that isn't an easy thing to do. For an old girl. It's like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm almost 50 <laughs> years old and I'm making a full length metal album. What am I doing? And I'm like, I have to do this. You know, I have to fucking do this. I'm not going to let age or, you know, illnesses, whatever it is, I'm not going to let it stop me. I'm going to do this. And that's when I wrote this song. So if you want to hear a country song about heavy metal, then uh, <laughs> there it is. Call, old girl, it's just being released next week. So on the 18th, it'll be released. Okay, uh, well, and where can they get cool. that? Oh, lisaman.bandcamp.com. So it's two N's, Lisa, M-A-N-N dot bandcamp. 
Com. And it's got some greasy blues on there. It's a five-song EP. We covered a Sister Rosetta Tharp tune and made it kind of heavy and greasy. It's got a badass uh, shuffle on it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, check it out. Check it out. And then rightquarone.bandcamp.com. Rightquarone.bandcamp.com. Yep, that's still happening. And actually, I think I'm going to start doing a benefit. Uh, I'm going to sell some some white crone CDs uh, and donate the proceeds to my friend Omar Rodriguez, who is also known as DJ Ramo for a show in Southern Oregon called The Metal Mixtape. And he's interviewed a lot, a lot of heavyweights and, you know, a guy from Dimu Borgir and stuff. And he, uh, his house burned down. He's got a new baby. His house burned down and his mom's house burned down. So nobody's got anywhere to go. So, uh, yeah, you know, and check out my Facebook I'm Lisa Man Music on Facebook, and I'm going to be sharing that as well, that fundraiser to help that family out. Because he's helped a lot of metal people out. I'm going to share that on Twitter, Metal Twitter, too. Uh, you know, he's helped a lot of, you know, uh, indie metal artists out, given a, a lot of indie artists airplay and stuff. And so we're going to try to pay it back a little bit and help him out. Really cool. Yes, I retweeted that earlier. Uh, and splintered, splintered Throne, what's going on? And Splintered Throne. We are still working remotely, and we are still working. Actually, after we're done with this, I'm going to make some soup, and I'm going to come down here, and I'm going to add some vocals to a track. So we're trying to, you know, massage out some of the changes and stuff. So, yeah, that's, you know, it's a, it's a slow process, but we are working on, on a new CD. And some of these songs kick ass these songs you guys are gonna fucking love these songs i'm telling you so i'm i'm really proud to work with these guys looking forward to it really cool ralph anything else going on with you uh well you can uh uh vieira vault podcast with will carroll check out those episodes he's been on a few um almost human 56 and uh, my band Thrasher Die, check it out. We're working on new material. I'm getting Pro Tools very soon where I can do vocals at home finally. And uh, the most exciting thing, for the people in South Florida, yesterday I found this really gnarly piece of cardboard. And tomorrow at 2 p.m. on Lincoln Road, I will be breakdancing. So come by and throw me some <laughs> <laughs> uh, One thing I wanted to ask you, the thing you're doing on, on the... I can, I can see that now, Ralph. You out there, and then you stop. Pesos? What the fuck am I going to do with pesos? (laughs) Well, hopefully they'll throw me some money. I plan on playing some of those songs Will's playing on Jump the Shark, some really bad metal songs. (laughs) (laughs) Parental Uh, Guidance will be one of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. I hate that song. Oh, who doesn't? (laughs) I like that song. But anyway. Really? yeah, it's all right. He's That's always right. Yeah. One time, <laughs> this one time, like eight months ago, I and saw two camp. dudes gissing in a park, and that was the gayest thing I had ever come across until Wayne just said that. <laughs> anyway, Ralph, kick him off the call. Kick him out. I noticed out. on your on your, I think it'd be your wall. You keep posting like uh, having people pick which album. They like. Are you gonna end up doing something with that, or are you just doing it? For oh, that's 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 a whole YouTube thing. I'm just bringing traffic to my podcast yeah. channel, which I just it's just there. You know, all I do is post yeah. new episodes. So yeah. I figured, let me bring some traffic. So 
those pictures I put are actually uh, stills from my YouTube channel when I do my track okay. by track album battles. All right, cool. Very interesting. All right. <laughs> and Greg, you've got nothing, so we are done. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. All right. Aaron, buy I... a budgie record. Right. Yeah. Go buy the budgie. And go there, visit Brett Sounds. <laughs> All right, go visit ratsoutreview.com and we will see you guys next time. Smack them again. Bye. <laughs> we you. are here with Jody. How do you say your last name, Jody? It's Cashia. Cashia. Okay, that was easy. All right. Well, welcome, <laughs> welcome like Jody. Than it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I have that problem. <laughs> but welcome, Jody Cashia. Welcome. Yes, and you play, you play Grandma. Well, actually, you play a couple different characters, don't you? Yeah, yeah, a bunch. Um, I mean, it switches up all the time from tour to tour, but if there's a character to be played, I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> also, is there somebody else that plays other characters as well? No, like- I mean, just, just King, really. Um, you know, every once in a while, we have a, you might see a monk running around on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but no, as far as, as far as full-time acting, it's just me. Just you. All right, cool. So how did you, when did you get started with uh, King? Um, in 98. 98. Voodoo oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, you posted yeah. a video, a uh, picture, I think, uh, either today or yesterday or something, and it, it was a very small stage. I guess it was for the Voodoo <laughs> Tour. That, I don't remember. It was probably Voodoo Tour. If not, maybe House of God. It was, it was a long time ago. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I was... Um, I just happened to be like looking through some old photos and it's like, holy shit. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, like I, I go to shows like that all the time in little places, but it's hard to, <laughs> hard to think about when we were doing that, you know, right. pushing, yeah. pushing whatever we could into any stage, you know, we could, we could get into. But, uh, <laughs> and I noticed one of the tombstones was on the floor, and I'm like, how does this even work? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you do what you can. It was always, you know, uh, you roll up and see what we have and just, you know, work with whatever we, we could do. So, yeah. you know. What was the smallest stage you've ever worked on? You know, somebody, I think somebody brought it up after I posted that, and there was a spot in Coney Island that I don't even remember. I could not tell you. I think they put... they said the name of the place and I didn't recognize it because I'd never heard of it before <laughs> or since. And yeah. uh, we pretty much played on the floor. It really? was crazy. Yeah, it was really, really, really crazy. Coney, I wonder if it was Coney Island High. That's the only thing I can yeah, think of. Uh, Coney Island. It was, uh, if, if I bothered to like look at it, I could probably yeah, see it. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, it was... Like I said, I never heard of it. I, I wondered for years. I was like, what was that place? Like... Did it shut down immediately afterwards? Because, I mean, I go to New York for shows and stuff. But, uh, yeah, somebody mentioned it, and I was like, all right, well, at least somebody out there in the world remembers it. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was next level, though. Even even for those days, it was it was definitely um, a challenge. Yeah. 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 So how did you get involved with working with King? Um, it was pretty random. Um, okay. I was kind of promoting a band, a local Philly band back at the time. And I'm talking like AOL. Oh, wow. Days, you know? Times I still you have know. an AOL email address always. It's all right. You're like a dinosaur. What's going on yeah. there? <laughs> but um, 
So they were going to be local sport when Pink Diamond came through and played at this place called the Chocadero, like a legendary, yep. legendary place, which sadly... I'm from Philly. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I, yeah. I used to live at that place, so I'm very sad that it's no longer open, at least temporarily, but um, so basically, you know, in the those days, it was, you tried to sell as many tickets as you possibly could <clears throat> if you're a local band, so I was going on message boards and stuff and just telling people about the show, and uh, I ran across this post that was like, actress needed, and I was like, all right, well... This is like a week old. I'm sure it's already filled, but I'm just going to reach out. That way, when the day of the show comes, I have something better to say than like, hey, man, nice set, you know. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I wrote back and um, just kind of like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm familiar with the stage. And, you know, I throw in some jokes and, and um, I heard back like right away. Mm. And so then I was like, oh, this this might be like real. <laughs> so meant <laughs> some more information. Then I got a message. It was like, all right, well, King is going to call you on Sunday or, you know, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> that was, that's unexpected. But like, you know, I was, I was a kid. I had like a couple part-time jobs. It was easy to, to quit if need be. So, um, when he called, uh, it was actually funny because I was out with this band. We were out of town and, um, you know, in the morning, like, you know, crashing on somebody's floor. I'm like, come on, guys, we got to get home. Can you guys <laughs> <laughs> you know? It seemed like completely surreal saying it, but it turned right. out. It turned out I got home. There was a message on the answer machine. Oh, this is King Diamond. Give me a call. So. That's one... not like a very good King Diamond impersonation. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty bad. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um. Yeah, but I, I called him, we talked on the phone, and um, I flew out, like, Thursday, you know, like, later that week, so, yeah. um, it was just one of those, like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, just fuck it, see what yeah. happens. Yeah. Luckily, it worked out for the best. <laughs> yeah. What, did anybody else have, like, uh, was anybody else before you that they were choosing at all, or were you were the only was. one? And um, ironically, I never met her until this last tour. Oh, really? uh, yeah, like I know That's that odd. she's still around sometimes. Like, like I would hear, oh, you know, um, she was at the show last night, and I was like, how have I never met this woman? That's so crazy. <laughs> and then she finally, she finally came out. I can't remember where we were. I can picture it, but I couldn't tell you what town it was. Yeah. But, uh, but I got to meet her, and that was it was cool because we were both like, oh my god, I can't believe it's taken this long. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So was that that Michelle? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and she doesn't live too far. She's in like Baltimore, DC area. So uh, I'm sure our paths will cross cross oh, again yeah, at some point. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. What's What's your favorite uh, show that you've performed at so far? Do you have one? That's tough. I mean, you've, um, you've been in there for a long time, so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, it's more. I mean, every show has like it's highlight, you know? Mm. Um, so I don't know that there was one that's just like, oh, that was like the show. But I think I'll have to say like Brazil was really amazing to go play. Cause I mean, so many places have amazing fans, but um, 
that was i don't know just something extra special about it the crowd's completely insane so mm-hmm. anytime yeah. the crowd is completely insane i'm like oh, that yeah. was our best <laughs> 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 well, um, the next it... one next will be the best one <laughs> so were you a fan of king diamond before you joined actually oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's another one we just we did an interview <laughs> with the uh, it's we, a completely we... fair reason why wait say that again cuz you broke up Oh, um, I said it, I have a very good reason why, though. So, okay, well, I mean, okay. I I was definitely a metalhead, but I, you, you know how people sound when they impersonate King Diamond singing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's horrible. <laughs> it's really horrible. So people would be like, you know, King Diamond. Yeah! And I was like, no, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I'm like, just stop making that noise. I don't want to hear it. So, um, yeah. That changed though. <laughs> Once I heard the real deal, the real deal, no, that that got me into it. But I did have one friend uh, who was like a huge fan, who I was really close to at the time when I when I got the job, and that was, you know, I think he had enough excitement for the both of us, you know, to mm. be. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we just had uh, Pontus on a couple of days ago, and oh, uh, yeah. we were. Yeah, we were talking about if he was a fan too, and he said he wasn't either until he joined. But uh, that's kind of funny. So that, we just we just fired two people from the band. I'm sorry. God. <laughs> yeah. No, it's um. I just forgot what I was gonna say. I, I was gonna say back to starting out. I was really nervous when I when I flew out there. I was like, oh my god, he's gonna be like, what do you mean you don't know any of my music? <laughs> yeah. like, he, was, he was patient with me, so. Yeah. Well, good thing you didn't have to list, uh, learn an instrument or anything. So that's a little bit easier on you. Yeah, that would have been yeah. a different story. I think I would yeah. have had to bail on that one. <laughs> yeah. Did you see any videos or anything of like from the previous um, uh, from, from from Michelle like performing as uh, grandma or anything? Or no, not at all. Um, I mean, and even now, I think they're pretty hard to find. But I mean, yeah. back in that day, like you know, the internet was shit, so it wasn't like I had much. Uh, much looking up I could do. My one friend made me listen to Welcome Home. He was like, just listen to this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what is, now that, now that you've been it with King for a while, what is your favorite song? Do you have one? I have one too. Um, I don't know. It probably switches like all the time. Yeah, I, I don't imagine. know. I mean, it's such a different experience, I think for me, because I learned them from a, just a different perspective than like listening to it. You know, I'm constantly, if it's something I'm going to perform, I'm, I'm listening to it, learning it in a, in how I'm going to interpret it kind of way. So, so that's like the more ideas I have, then I'm going to like the song from, for those reasons, you know? Um, so yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me to just judge musically. It's like yeah. I'm too to it, you know. <laughs> yeah. What about a favorite album? Um, that might be a little easier. Yeah. Well, I think for <laughs> no. I think for me, it's it's got to be Abigail, just because we, after touring on that album, playing it it's in, in its entirety, mm. it gave me a much deeper appreciation for the storylines. Um, and again, it's just a more of a a whole. A whole kind of experience. So mm. I'll go with that. I'm going to say Abigail. And right, for that reason. Right. I'll give that it to you. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> so on that tour, since you're talking about that, um, 
So who, who did you get to play for for that tour? Like who well, were you? Well, I mean, we did the you know we did the album in its entirety. Yeah, so, entirety. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, so everything really. I was out for most so you of came, the song. Oh, so you came. You were one character, character, and then you came out like something else. Or? Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Constant switching. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, I'm never is... Jonathan. So. Well, <laughs> right. Yeah. Obviously. Although you could like, wear a mask, you know. Uh, oh yeah, that's true. Is there a favorite like character or bit that you get to do though? Well, I mean, Grandma's always super fun because <laughs> she gets to have the most fun with the crowd, so right. she'll kind of always be a highlight, I think. Yeah. Um, um, but I think it, it kind of switches up from from tour to tour. Um, this last one, doing a new character, was super fun for Masquerade of Madness. So, mm. um, I guess, you know, for this tour, I'd say that one, just because it's fresh and something uh, new to play with. Um, That's cool. Yeah, I yeah. unfortunately <laughs> did not get to go, so I didn't see it. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure we'll... Since the album isn't even out yet. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, I'm sure you'll do it again. <laughs> maybe you might have some more characters to play when the album finally yeah. does get yeah. finished. You never know. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the most fun parts is it, it does change every tour and we get to do new stuff and figure out new tricks to pull out our sleeves. So. All right, yeah. Do you play any instruments? Because I know you're talented with your artwork and stuff that you do, I see I, behind I you. Do not. I try to... I mean, you know, in grade school, I did dabble with the clarinet, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I quit that. Even then, I quit. I was like, "This is hard." Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I um I wanted to learn to play guitar because um because I thought I would look hot playing guitar. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was a few years ago, and actually, um uh. One of our, one of our crew guys, a guy you might you might know Willie G. He's he's infamous throughout the industry, but um, mm-hmm. he also loves. He's obsessed with guitar, so he bought me one, and um, I tried to learn it, and I was so bad at it. <laughs> like, it just, you know, I, at the time, I was actually I was singing in a band, and I would I would bring it to our rehearsals, and and uh, my guitar player is amazing, and he teaches, but. You know, he'd be like, "Do this," and I'd be like, "My fingers don't—they don't do that." <laughs> so, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't last very long, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> Are you still no. doing your band? No, no, we uh, we hung in there for a couple of years, and it was it was super fun. Um, <clears throat> but we like—it was one of those. I came home from tour one time. We lost our practice spot. And I was like scrambling around trying to find us a new place, and then everybody was kind of like, "Are we even really doing this anymore?" <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but it was also funny because like it was kind of, it was really kind of like a doom band at the time. I was like a total thrash head, so I was like, "I'm like, why am I the one trying to keep this together?" <laughs> you know? Right. But yeah. Yeah. Now, now I think I'd appreciate it a lot more than than I did at the time, but mm. sometimes it's everything. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever ever had any mishaps on stage? Oh, like all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You know, um, yeah. I mean, nothing so bad that it really sticks out because, because I mean, 
working on the fly is part of what I do, you know, right. like it's always, uh, it's like, oh, well, just come up with something else, you know, right. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. major, I mean, I joke that I like almost fall like all the time, you know, mm. but yeah. thankfully, <laughs> not <laughs> You know anything that anybody could notice yet, so yeah. hopefully that stays that way. Right. Um, you know, sometimes little things will happen, like a some sort of trigger. You know, like we have a smoke trigger or something that that won't go off. And if I'm like, oh, be smoky, and it doesn't happen, then I just have to be like, oh, do something else. <laughs> <laughs> so you're good trigger. at improvising. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> How do you like working on that stage? Because he's got a huge stage now that, you know, he yeah. can't play these little small shows anymore, so. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, when we, I mean, King really decided to step it up, you know, after his heart attack, after we were on hiatus for a while. And so that's when he was like, no more fucking around. We're going to, we're going to go big. And mm-hmm. um, so the first time I saw the stage, I mean, now it's even bigger, but that oh, was really? the first time, like, double decker stage and. And, uh, you know, as an Iron Maiden fan, the, the theatrics are, like, mm. out of this world. So when I first stepped into this this um, this um venue we were rehearsing at and saw the stage, I was like, fuck. This is, like, <laughs> you know, this is getting up to Maiden level. I'm all about it. So yeah, it's really... Yeah. And there's so much more opportunity to, to, you know, the more room you have, the more things you can do. So it's, right. you know, playground for me. So. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. There's so much stuff to do. I would imagine on that stage. How do you get up to like to the top? I mean, obviously you can't, you know, scurry through the front. Is there like a, a thing that raises you up in the back or something? Or no, there's there's stairs, the staircase. Stairs so there. there's some scurrying, you know. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some some switches have you know more time than others. But you know, it's it's pretty. I mean, you know, these things have to be designed so that they're you know every inch of it's being used in a way right. that's you know good for time good for space and good for function and all sorts of considerations so mm. yeah so. Uh, have you noticed a, a huge change with king since he had his heart attack well yeah i mean his vocals are better than ever you know? i think so too putting, yeah, i've noticed that putting smoking yeah. will really you know help everything <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. that and just his, his attitude, you know, I mean, like, I think if you get anybody who gets a second lease on life, you're, you're going to appreciate that, you know, and yeah, yeah happier. And plus, and plus he's got a, you know, baby, so I, I would imagine that helps, yeah. That, so that changes your, your outlook on life, too. Yeah, it's awesome yeah. to see that. It's yeah. awesome to, to see him and Livia in the, in the parent role and, you know, being little heavy metal parents. <laughs> Does he bring his baby everywhere he goes to, to the shows and yeah. stuff? Or yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, Byron was on tour with us, and that kid tours better than like a lot of adults. He's <laughs> really, really, wow. really easygoing, and uh, I mean, so far, you know. Mm. But uh, I mean, it's got to be tough. The schedule's insane, and sleep when you don't want to sleep, and you know, right. awake hours. But he's he. He's a trooper, man. Yeah, he really smiles. Uh, <laughs> That's cool. Uh, and I imagine you get a, along with Livia, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody. Like, there isn't Everybody's... really a bad egg in the bunch, you know. Like everybody, 
it's always been a, a kind of a big family and um you know which, i mean you, you have to be it's two of us living can be yeah. stressful you're up yeah. each other's butt all the time oh, <laughs> you know yeah. if you don't figure out how to get along you'll uh you won't last so right yeah um do you, how do you think she's been since um she's joined me because she wasn't always in the band she just you know all of a sudden came on the last i think it was the last two albums so how much do you think she actually um gives to the band do you think it's better with her in it now because now she can yeah, do like I the mean, backup stuff and yeah, I mean, it's, again, from where I am, it's it's not, it doesn't affect me so much, but I know that, like, having her there during the live shows allows for the, um, like, the dual, the harmonies that are on the vocal tracks on albums to be, you know, then actually experienced live. So, you know, the more dynamic, this, you know, the music is, I always say the better, so. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever put any backups or anything live? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Never thought about that. What is the craziest thing you've done on stage, or he's had you do on stage? Well, the baby smashing is especially fun. <laughs> I would you would think he would t- he would calm that down a little bit now, you know? <laughs> I remember King's Face the first time I did it um, during. Black Horseman, there's like a birth scene, and then, yeah. you know, what is this evil baby? And I smash it. And the first time he was like, oh my God, he's like, that's so raw, I do it every time. So, <laughs> that's, that's always fun. We used to do a little bit of fire stuff. Like, I don't even remember what song it was. I guess, was it Burn? It must have been Burn. Um, I don't know. We used to do some stuff with like Flash. Uh, flash paper or whatever mm-hmm. stuff you get to burn and so oh, lighting stuff on fire. So. <laughs> now, did he ever ask you to do something that you kind of didn't want to do? Oh, okay, yeah. As you mentioned it, um, so there's um, there's a coffin trick mm. that um, or a coffin that's in the show. It's I think we've done two tours of it. And it's probably like the first tour I did. We had it maybe early on, and it was designed for for King to fit into it, you know. And um, and you know, eventually, you know, after his back was messed up, and people people's bodies change, and there's like no room in there to begin with. And then um, when he couldn't fit into it, he looked at me, and I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> like. Insanely claustrophobic. It's there is no room. I mean, to be in it, and and I I was in there as grandma, so I had a mask on on top oh, of it, boy. and like it was brutal. And plus, you're trusting other people to like wheel you around. You can't see anything. The thing gets lit on fire. It's basically <laughs> a death trap, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. so that was one thing. Uh, I mean, we got through it. Everything was fine, but um. It's definitely uh, one of the more <laughs> moves that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty scary stuff. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Uh, now, the grandma mask that you wear, is that the same one that you've worn since the beginning, or has there been different ones? There's been maybe, there's only been a few, three or four maybe. This one's been sticking around for a little while. Um, but yeah, basically, like, we would get one and it would last a while and then be like, you know, King would find something you like better and mm-hmm. we'd, we'd upgrade. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, very cool. All right, so now you also do artwork and stuff. Uh, tell us about your artwork that you do. Uh, well, that's what I do primarily when I'm not on the road, so mm. um, it keeps me busy, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, do, I do different stuff. Um, I kind of work in two different processes, and um, so I do a lot of pen and, in- pen and ink work on one hand, and then more recent stuff has been like sort of mixed media. Um, it varies, so... Sometimes I show in galleries, sometimes um, I'm doing events all the time, so I'm like out and about mm. selling selling my work at those and you know, any any good opportunity I get there, <laughs> basically. Of course. And plus I sell yeah. online, of course, like for instance. Yeah. I do have some stuff on clothing and some housewares, that kind of thing. Yeah, you have an Etsy it's store, like- I think, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's all on my website. But this is my studio. Actually, I'm at right now. Um, this is where. Is that the stuff that's that so that's your artwork behind you. Yeah, yeah. This place is cluttered with it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, can we see some? Oh, over this way. I also made. I don't have it here, but I made the um, the mask for. The uh, Masquerade of Madness that we used on the tour. Oh, really? Last, yeah. Um, which is super cool because that was... A, I don't usually work in 3D, mm. but um, King came to me. He basically hit me up and was like, they already had the artwork for what they want to look like, you know, as you've seen in the promotional stuff. Mm. And um, So basically he was like, can you, can you make this? And I was like... Uh, give me a minute, you know, and then I just did a bunch of research and I hit him up the next day and was like, I'm, I think I can do this. So that was cool. It was a good challenge, you know, because I do like learning new things, but especially yeah. if it's like, there's on, like, you said you could yeah. do it, you better do it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> what, is, what is it made out of? Um, it's, it's the same type of materials that are used in, in movies, actually, for, um, that's that's kind of where I learned from looking up movies, uh, mm. costume making. Um, but it's basically um, foam based, oh, okay. so there's like foam and latex and paint and all kinds of crazy glues and stuff. But yeah, so it's not yeah. heavy. It's not made out of real metal. <laughs> no, and and originally King was like wanted me to make it in metal, and I'm like I'm not wearing a metal mask. Like yeah. that's like a it's it's already a pretty cumbersome, but. Uh, but no, foam is definitely a, a better alternative. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very cool. All right, well, what, what is your website? So if people want to go see your artwork and buy something from you, they can go do that. Uh, it's easy. It's just my name, Jody Cashia. Okay. So everything is there. Dot Same com. with my Instagram. Yep. Um, yeah, everything. I try to keep it simple. So everything is my name. My Instagram, my website, and my Facebook are all slash Jody Cashia. Awesome. Yeah. Very smart. <laughs> Every once in a while, I have good ideas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, I also noticed there was—you got—is there a museum or something that you work with in Pennsylvania? No. I thought I no, saw you post something about some kind of museum thing in Pennsylvania. Oh, I did. You may be thinking. Maybe of it was an old post. Mood. I don't know. What was it? No. Well, did, there's a there's a really cool museum called the the Mütter Museum yes, in Philly, and um, I did I did an event there. So I'm oh, not okay. directly or anything. 
Um, but I do tell anybody who comes through Philly to go there because it's really cool. It's like a medical oddities museum. Yep. So there's all kinds of like crazy weird stuff to see there. But it's a yeah, it's a cool place. <laughs> For anybody who has, hasn't been and comes to Philly, you should check it out. <laughs> All right. Very cool. Well, I thank you. What? Oh, I thought you said something, Craig. I just said excellent. But um, I was going to ask Jody a question real quick. Just because um, Cassia. Um, I used to know some Cassias that owned a bakery in Washington Township ah, in Jersey. Spelling is, is one letter different. Ah, yeah. okay. <laughs> um. It's, yeah, Cash is, it's still around. The bakery's still around. Um, they have a, an extra C. So a mine is C-A-C-H-I-A, and, and Cash oh, okay. is C-A-C-C-H-I-A. Uh, but yeah, it's funny. I've had, I, I went to like the bank one time, and somebody was like, oh, Cash is. Like, and they, they asked me if I, they were like, oh, you're in like 57 Parish or whatever, like, like neighborhood. And I was like, do people know neighborhoods by the church i thought that was like the weirdest thing i ever heard but i was like no, <laughs> me man <laughs> right, well, i had to ask <laughs> yeah, yeah i've hey. been really surprised if you knew any uh with my last name because there's only a very small handful of us in the u.s so i know pretty much all of them <laughs> pretty oh, much okay. grew up in the same house as, as about 80 percent of them i think they're in america so oh, wow. i would have really I would have been really floored if you if you actually did that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Well, thanks had for having lot, me. Yeah, had a lot of fun. <laughs> and um, if you can please, please spread the word to the rest of the band. Get them on our show. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's cool that you talked to Pontus. Yeah, no, he's a very cool guy. He, he, we did, and I didn't know he was also in a band that I also like, too, uh, Wolf. Yep. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. 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 So that was cool to find yeah, out. But, uh, yeah. yeah, very nice guy. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> he's all right. Who who is your favorite one in the band? I won't hear uh, this. Ah, uh, no, I love everyone. I love everyone for different reasons. All right. Andy, well, tell tell us I, why. Andy's like my big brother. Um, and Matt, Matt, I love because when I first started touring. I was the only one speaking English, oh. so uh, he came. He came on like the second tour, I guess. I think it was like a second, like a year later, and so instantly we were like, "Oh my god!" You know, like we're together. Like, come on. So, uh, so he's like my brother. So I guess the what I call Andy. Andy's more like an maybe he's more like an uncle, and Matt's my brother. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I love Mike because he's like. Uh, he's not he's not really grumpy anymore, but he used to be a grumpy curmudgeon, but always hilarious. <laughs> I, mean, I say yeah. that with total love. Uh, uh, but he's he, he's always like, mur, mur, mur. I mean, he's like totally. <laughs> um, yeah, I love. They're all they're all awesome. I, like I said, that's that's like the best part, you know. All is right. uh, tour life is really like family life for me. I mean, I love my family, my. The family that I grew up with as well, but you know, road families it's uh it's pretty awesome, you know. Yeah. Now, since there's been people in and out of the band, uh, since you've been there, um, do you miss anybody? Yeah, I mean sometimes, you know. Um like I like looking at old pictures recently, I'm like I'm like, Oh man, it's been been ages. I mean, a couple of guys in the beginning were we didn't 
spend that much time together, only like a tour or two, like Chris Estes and John mm. Bear. Um, but it's you still, still have great. any contact with them at all? Because I can't find those guys. I'm pretty sure, like, I think John is my Facebook friend, and I see Chris whenever we've been in Dallas. He's he's come out. Um, yeah, I mean, I think isn't the whole world on Facebook. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Chris, Chris uh, Estes, no, I can't. He's not on Facebook anymore. Yeah. John Luke Herbert, I, I I did talk to. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And David Harbor hit me up like randomly, um, you know, a couple of years ago, and you know how I I've seen how Sun actually a couple times over the past few years, and um, you know, I always love how he's he's a character and a half, so. Nah. Always hope. I always hope everybody's doing great. You know. <laughs> what about Glenn Drover? Glenn, I saw Glenn. Yeah. He came out. He came out. I laughed just because he's he's like he's such a unique individual. He's uh-huh. awesome. <laughs> yeah. I got it. Yeah. Very <laughs> no, but he did come out on this last tour when we rolled through his town. So that was great to see him. It was brief, but uh, nah. but always, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and even old crew members too, you know. I mean, yeah. anytime, anybody, time somebody comes through town, you know, I always try to see, you know, anybody I can because, yeah, the world. You spend like a lot of time with these people, so. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Mm. yeah, you're there like every minute with somebody for like a month or two at a time, and then all of a sudden you're like, where'd you go? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 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 Good to reconnect in the town. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. All right. Well, again, thank you very much for coming on the show. And hopefully we can do this again sometime. Yeah. Well, good luck with the, with the podcast. I was checking out some other interviews, so it's exciting right. to see. Yeah, anytime you get the word out, it's a good thing. So. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, we've been doing it for like two years, so it's, yeah. Yeah, it's fun, you know? Yeah. It's fun. Well, and you have time with and since you watched your... some, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> What did you say? Uh, I said, uh, since, since she watched some, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still agreed to come on, so it couldn't have been that bad, right? Yeah, that's yeah. true. She could have just yeah. blew us off. <laughs> oh, yeah, bad connection. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, please go to Rat Sound Review. Man, I cannot talk today. RatsOutReview.com and check out all of our shows. Check out our past King Diamond shows that we've had. And uh, yeah, write in the comments what you think of the shows and uh, any other questions maybe you have for us or guests that we have on the shows like Jody. All right. And go visit Jody's website and uh, go buy stuff from her because she needs to make some money while she's not doing King stuff. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's it. All right. See you guys next week. See ya. Bye bye. Cheers. <laughs> <All right. laughs>